It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It is Mark here with Ryan and regular Rob. And boys, we've got a little bit of non-fantasy-related eventful stuff happening, some loosely fantasy-related stuff, some injuries, some, you know, <laughs> some perjury happening at the judiciary. Uh, we, uh, we're we on fire tonight, boys. Ryan, are you excited? Oh, mate, it's uh, Santa carnage. If this feels like we haven't had, uh, like, a proper Santa carnage in quite a bit. So, yeah, this is... Uh... This is great. Normally, we have multiple teamless Tuesdays where the centers just get wiped out, and we've uh, mm. yeah, finally had the center Armageddon of twenty twenty three. Yeah, nice. And I mean the the uh, I, I don't know if you remember Rob. A couple of years ago, we had the like center of attention series where there was like a bunch of centers that people were looking at, and we were sort of commenting on that. But the corrected the correct answer just seemed to be the conventional wisdom of uh, previous. Winner of the the whole thing, Shane, which is uh, don't spend money on centers and trades. Yeah, it's almost like don't spend money on centers, like if they're healthy. But I feel like there's just been so many suspensions and drops and injuries and stuff that like you kind of have to spend money on centers or or tr- spend trades on centers. Um, yeah, but even the even the good ones are bowing out, you know, like Jack Bird and um, Lem's on the bench now. It's um, well, chaos. It- in fairness to that, I'm I'm absolutely certain that we explicitly told everybody on the podcast last week not to buy Jack Bird because we weren't confident in the knee. So we did. If you went ahead and did that, that's on you. Uh, but uh, boys, a uh, couple of things. First off, I want to start by teeing off on Reese Walsh here, and I had a little bit of a nudge at him already, and there's some. Uh, judiciary shenanigans happening at the moment, which seems destined towards Walsh being suspended, and it's just a matter of how long he's actually suspended for. Some of this stuff he's saying makes no sense, and and I think he's going to come undone here by his story not being straight because it's a lie. Um, but, boys, the larger point is um, I feel that he is an embarrassment to the Queensland State of Origin team. Oof, um, wow, that's and, a big call. Yeah, I just... You know, like I went to the game on on Sunday and I was watching him and he was just acting like an absolute turkey the entire time. I've never seen, like, uh, the the last or closest thing I've ever seen to it is watching, like, C-grade men's basketball that I used to referee and the amount of time those guys complained to the referee. Walsh had an absolute Barry Crocker and instead of blaming himself, his bad form, he's tired from origin, he's hungover, whatever it is, he's going to take it out on the only person that wasn't responsible for him and the Broncos playing shit, which is a referee. And now he has the hide to go in and defend himself for being a turkey to try and play game three. And if it, if, if the Broncos management had any spine whatsoever, they'd sit him down in reserve grade and Billy would drop him for game three and tell him, mate, you'd be lucky to ever play over origin again. Cause you're just acting like an absolute Turkey. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? That is some hot takes. Um, what was, uh, what did Webster say, Rob? About Oh yeah, about I got that up. Yeah. So he said, um, I'm hearing as much as four weeks, and I think it's a good deterrent. He's been acting like a mug recently, to be completely honest. Which yeah. it's just true. Like it was, it was disgraceful. Some of that behaviour in that game. Mm. Um, I'm sure you heard, maybe or, or watched it, because um, you were watching it, Mark. But he mm. was just he was effing and seeing the whole game, and oh, you know, it's like 
you he's lucky to just get pulled up once you know <laughs> like yeah oh mate it was it's he's he's you know he's what energy he's giving at the moment which just absolutely makes me want to vomit is he's giving jerome luai energy at the moment yeah those two went at it in origin too yeah i don't know who like as a young player and this is the problem right is you know like young people see this behavior and then see him going in and trying to defend himself and you know like the, like i said to you like the i think it was last week or the week before the like boom box where they were playing that, like the music so loud that you couldn't even hear like people talking in the bus. And it was like an under 12 sports carnival. It's just, you know, it's just very unprofessional, negative loser mentality energy. And I'm just not here for it. And I would rather see like Brimson or someone like that, who, you know, like takes his grandmother shopping on the weekends and see Reese Walsh just acting like an absolute tool and, and disrespecting my beloved Queensland Jersey. So <laughs> That's that's all I've got to say about it, boys. And let it not oh, be man. said that I don't tee off on the Queenslanders when they deserve it as well. Um, looking closer at State of Origin, obviously this loosely ties into the um, uh, four com- uh, or the you know I don't know what the right word is for this. I'm, I've lost my dictionary, but the impending—that's the word I'm looking for—the impending implosion of the Broncos, uh, exactly like last year. In addition to Walsh being on on the sidelines for you know the foreseeable future, they've also lost Kurt Kate. Well, for a couple of weeks. Also, now we see Tom Flegler with a Liz Frank injury, which you know could be anywhere between four weeks and next season. Uh, and Jordan Ricky out as well. Um, we're going to be looking at at least one replacement to the State of Origin three team, which more than likely is going to ruin some buy planning. But was there a second? Was there a second forward pack injury for Queensland as well that I'm I'm forgetting about? I feel like there was, but now I'm struggling to remember who it was because I thought Flagler? like Horsburgh or Hopgood might come in. Anyway, I don't way. think it's I don't think it's Hopgood. I think Horsburgh's in, in and around it. Hmm. Um, it wasn't Fodder Waker. No, I think, uh, I think they're all good. Just no, leaders. they're all good. All fine. Just Flegler. Yeah. Yeah, Just okay. Flagler. So, yeah, so Flag... Oh, Papali'i? No, he wasn't... Oh, he didn't... you know what it was? It was the yeah, Fafida yeah. ankle that I was a bit worried mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, he's Robot fine, Rob. Right? <laughs> Got a bit of Robot Rob there. Um, yeah, so we see probably see Welch or Horsburgh come in. Obviously, the fantasy community at large praying to see uh, Christian Welch, State of Origin performance. Uh, <laughs> with Horsburgh going absolute great guns. Obviously, we didn't do our rap, but, you know, he was fantastic. Um, might just jump through the teams now, boys, and, and somebody keep an eye on the Reese Walsh, uh, how long he's actually suspended for. Um, moving into the Sharkies up against the Dragons. Sharks, as per program, nothing new here. Get Nico Hines, if you don't have him, captain him if you want. Uh, he's finished his buys for the rest of the year. I, I don't think – this is a hard one. You know, Ryan, I'll start with you. Do you think they're going to go back to the well and, and Nico Hines plays game three, or do you think we're going to see Moses or or what for, for New South Wales? Um, well, I think it could potentially be like a worst-case scenario where we end up with Hines at six and Moses at seven. I think that would be just fantasy doomsday. Just be good chaos, eh? Yeah. What did Luai do to keep a spot, really? Oh, not That's not really a selection criteria for New South Wales being a good player, though, is it? <laughs> No, I know. Sorry, but all the, all the carry on, 
all the carry on afterwards as well. Like mm. I know he got allegedly some death threats and things, which isn't great, but um, he carried on like a turkey as well. So yeah, normal, normal yeah. behavior. Um, I think it might be Moses and Hines personally. Yeah, I, mm, I don't know. Like that seems like too much common sense for 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 Freddie. Um, how old's Hines? He's like you know twenty seven or something too. Like it's pretty late to be dragging somebody in. Although I don't know. Like surely it's Burton. Yeah, at six. maybe. It yeah. really depends which way. Uh, like Freddie's going to go with it. Like is he going to? Uh, just stick with the guys who have lost him this series, or is he going to, you know, gut the team and go with some younger blood, prepare for next season? It'll be interesting. Well, it's it's not like he's going to be involved anyway, I guess. But um, I mean, if it's me, I probably am going Burton and Moses and seeing what that like, you know, dual kicking threat looks like, um, because Burton really should be the six to Cleary even as well. So Burton should be uh, the fourteen probably. Mm, yeah, maybe, but I mean, I like, <laughs> it's one of those things like, you know, when you don't, <laughs> when you need a hooker, uh, you, you you pick a hooker and then you have an injury in the centers and then, you know, you, 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 when you really need a hooker, you've already picked a, you picked a back. So, you know, mm. it's, it's sort of tough to win. I think the the correct answer there is pick an edge back rower that can play center so you can run the second hooker is the right way to go. Um, personally for me and have the outside back 18th man. Um, that's my my opinion, but I suppose there's, you know, m- multiple ways to skin the cat. Um, I don't so think I, any of those are um, putting Damien Cook in the centres. So. No, they're not. <laughs> no. That's that's exactly why it's a waste of time us sitting here trying to predict it, I guess. Yeah, that's so. the thing, right? We have no idea. So Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, for but anyone I looking for us. Is- if you don't have yep. Hines, like me, for example, like it's mm-hmm. quite treacherous buying him this week. Um, yes. Except for head to head. I think it's fine to buy him for head to head. Um, but there is just a slight question mark. Cause yeah. What if worst case scenario, you lost Hines and Moses next week. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause I know like Tiff's head to head team, she doesn't have Hines yet. So yeah, I'll um, probably get her. I'll get him. Yeah. I'll, it'll be a look. It'll be whether we go like a, Heinz Piakura or whether we, you know, look for something, you know, one trade. I can – there's one – like a one trade Jake Turpin to Damian Cook type, you know, something or whether you, you know, spend an extra trade and get a Heinz instead. So, yeah, that's that's all in the basket of discussions for uh, the Jessup Brains Trust for this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Sharks. Also, the other thing is if you – obviously, if you're looking for a centre, there's lots of people looking for centres. There's two centres here for the Sharks – who are potentially fantasy relevant, uh, both averaging under 40, but have the capacity to average over 40. Um, how do we feel? I mean, Ryan, I know you were looking at Talakai a while back. Uh, are we off the boil on both of these guys, or is there any interest here for someone that needs a center? Or? Uh, they're just sort of the lukewarm, not quite very exciting options. They can give you a score. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They they just they're just sort of in the in the mid basket, if you know what I mean. Like they're just average, bung average. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that's really all we've got to choose from for the most part when it comes to centers this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think because um, I have yeah. Jesse Romian for my sins. Um, and the good thing about it is that he's playing well i've jinxed it now 
but like he's got no more buys. So yeah, uh, that's helpful. And I'll probably just keep him for the rest of the season um, and let him rot um, because yeah, like he'll play, he'll cover this position and oh, yeah, he can get a score, maybe loop a loop situation. No. Rob, Rob's running his podcast on a toaster this week. <laughs> yeah, the the best part is now that he's um, he's given Ramian a rap, he's going to go crap because every time he uh, puts the boot into someone, they go awesome, like Dallin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably a good move, Rob, dropping out and coming back in. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Actually, Dallin, he's, uh, he's been on fire since Rob gave him a bit of a rev up. So I'll put that down in my black book to buy Ramian this week. Uh, right, moving across to the Dragons, obviously Jack Bird out. A lot of fantasy managers, big kick in the guts there. Uh, anyone that jumped on him last week, we told you not to, you did it. And, um, you know, now you got to deal with uh, that. Um, he's Would he take a knock or something like that, Ryan, yeah. with Jack Bird? Yeah. Knock to the knee, apparently, is what uh, the Dragons yep. said. So, yeah, yep. like, like we've been saying for a, a few weeks now, he's going to have to manage his knee issue for the rest of the season. Like, oh, to me, I'm putting a line through Jack Bird until next year. Yeah, no, I think that's a good good plan. And, I mean, ultimately, you know, there's a couple of things floating around there. There's the coaching change. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, the Dragons, obviously, bottom team. No need to trot a guy out there where he's obviously injured, you know, they can look at other guys for next year and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think, uh, yeah, from this team outside of Jack DeBellin, who's obviously, you know, putting up great scores for fantasy, the only other ones probably in the centre as well, the Zach Lomax, if you were to look at that sort of area, um, if you think there, you know, the Dragons might spark some attack to end the year. Um, just looking through their draw, there's not uh, – there's not a surplus of defensive powerhouses here. So uh, no games against the Panthers, uh, Sharks, Raiders in the bye, Tigers, Manly, Eels, Rabbitohs, Storm, Warriors, Knights. None of those teams really concern me defensively, to be honest. Um, and I think, I mean, the Dragons are bad, but, you know, Lomax seems to have a fairly low floor. Um, you know, he's scored 35 or more all but, you know, two games this season. So um, that's probably as good as you can ask for from a centre, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, you've you got the beauty of that goal kicking as well. Um, it just really helps mm. with the floor there. Um, and he's been go- scoring better ever since he switched back to his natural uh, right centre position because he was started the year playing on the left where he was having a couple of low scores here or there. Um, ever since he switched back to the right, the the base has really picked itself up. So, yeah, I, I, kinda, I quite like Zach Lomax for the run home. Yeah. Rob, are you back? Oh. Try again. Hello. Hello. Testing. Great. Hello. Lovely. Testing. Yep. Cool. Hello. Um, Just, yeah, Lomax. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, good. You're back in time for baby hands as well. He obviously, um, you know, didn't didn't score that well this week. Yeah, but, did he get hurt, baby hands? Um, I don't think so. Maybe it just dropped a couple of balls because of your small hands. <laughs> no, I just... A lot of a number of missed tackles, uh, season yeah. high missed tackles this year, this week. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can pick it back up and and he'll you know sort of be okay. There's a bunch of dudes in that in that um, you know where's he pretty expensive now? So where isn't he? Yeah, six fifty eight. Yeah, this year he's more expensive than Cameron Murray, which is wild. Um, and in another way, in another way, it's not at all. Um, 
Moving along to, well, the, actually, this is up for a segue. The Rabbitohs are coming up against the Waz. Um, the aforementioned Cameron Murray. Seen some questions about trading in Cameron Murray this week. He's still got three games he's going to miss to the end of the year, and we've only got nine rounds. So I probably wouldn't be buying him at all. Um, Latrell's going to be back in round 21. He's an interesting Rabbitoh. Damien Cook, if you've got him, obviously holding him, but I probably... Yeah, now that I say that and was just talking about buying him before, probably not the best plan. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've just we started on that side. There's not a lot of lot, not a lot drawing my interest in fantasy here, boys from the Rabbitohs. Um, Rob, is yeah. there anyone here that you're sort of interested in, or I guess do we have to think about Campbell Graham? He's probably someone that might get a call up to game three, um, mm. but uh, he's probably a good enough centre um, to run. But, yeah, they have a late buy, don't they? Um, Round yeah, 26. 20, 20 and 26. Yeah. And also, if you miss, obviously the Origin guys miss 19. So, yeah, that's pretty catastrophic because there's not that many rounds left. So, um, no. yeah, I don't think there's any anyone to buy, really. Yeah. I mean, if you want Colin Matungi, you can jump on him. If you want Graham, you can jump on him. There's no one that we're sort of actively pursuing. I think it's probably the right answer. Yeah, um, and, and there's no one I trust either to not be in consideration for Origin, given that the Blues are out of the series. Like even Cole Matungi could get a call up to Origin. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, as a replacement, even for Frizzell. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like go to the future. Exactly. Um, for the Waz, Chance is doing great stuff. Um, the Waz obviously have a really nice draw rest of the season, as we sort of spoke about previously. I think he's going to be a really nice option as a, you know. 18th man or, you know, potential if you want to sort of cheap out and wait and see if Tedesco or someone like that actually comes good or wait for uh, Latrell, you know, that sort of thing. He's not – there's not really many wing fullbacks that aren't named Latrell when healthy that I'd, I'd really want to swap Charms for at this point, boys. And, I mean, he seems to be just sort of, you know, going from strength to strength. Um, must be nice, Rob, to see that happening. Yeah, I think that's right. I think um, Chance and other famous by Dallin, Martinez, Lesniak, and Sean are all kind of in career form, right? Um, yeah. So, well, I think, well Chance yeah. got um, more try assists in the game against the Dragons last week than what he had in the entire season previous to that. Or he tied it, like doubled his try assist tally. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and it's it's almost like guys like Buller as well. Like, I think he's had a slight downtick with Appy and Luke Brooks being out, but like still mm. pretty handy. And, you know, we saw Tedesco put up a 20, you know, so it's like, who do we trust? And it's probably just keep the guys you have. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even the Pongers of the world, 17, right. Reese Walsh, seven, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. The, the the correct answer is whatever wing fullback is currently in your team that's a green dot. Yeah, because, you know, you can wear an eight, but it sucks trading in someone and then them getting an eight, you know, because yes. Yes. <laughs> you've lost a trade as well. So, yeah, I think yeah. um I think Chan's a good buy because he plays 19 and there's not that many wing fullbacks that I would trust to play 19 or that are playing 19. Um, And then, yeah, our schedule's really good after this kind of run of games. Like, I think it's the... Souths, then the Eels away, then the Sharks. Yeah. Then it's like a really good run after that. Raiders and. But even like Souths just got towed up by the Juggernaut Eels without yeah, their right, players. Yeah. And then yeah, Sharks are 
not a defensive powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. I wouldn't be scared of any of those matchups the rest of the season. I, I, you know, I'd be happy to put Chance in my scoring 17 every single week there. Yep. It's um, a lot of base with Chance as well. 100%. The, yeah. The, the tri- triassist stuff is new and fun. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we did flag that in our preseason Chance Nickel Clockstar content for anyone that wants to go and have a look at the website where we highlighted his try assisting abilities were, you know, looking a little bit more optimistic. But um, I just think you know. like the Sean, the Sean revolution um, has been so good for so many players, oh, um, namely Chance. It's that like playing deep and like taking on the line. It's just not, not mm. stuff he's done for ages. Um, and it certainly helps guys. Like even like Jackson Ford has been quite good. Um yeah. You know, it again, but <laughs> he's the Kafusi of New Zealand. Yeah, he, he really yeah. is. Like, man, he's on a lot of cash as well. But it's okay. Yeah. We've got we got Josh Curran. Points per uh, you know dollars per suspension rate high. Um, Ryan, speaking of people who benefit from Sean Johnson, this guy is not benefiting from the Warriors being good, and that is Torhu Harris. Yeah, he's dropped off a little bit recently, hasn't he? Um, I see yeah. a few people getting a little bit concerned. Um, so what's he been doing recently? Is that, well, I mean, yeah, it's 43 last week. Uh, prior yeah. to that, They like, obviously just belted the Dragons here. You look at the tackle count, there's mm. 27 tackles. And when they you know played the Storm in round eight, he got 17 tackles. Oh, obviously, that's he only played 38 reduced. minutes. He got yeah, hurt minutes. That yeah, that well, that that translates up to about thirty-five. So, yeah, obviously a, a massively reduced tackle count because they were just belting the dragons and playing a really open style game. I mean, Toyo feels like a massive luxury trade though at the moment, Ryan. Yeah, oh, absolutely, especially given that he's playing next week too. Um, maybe he's one you can look at once uh, the Warriors have their third buy in what round twenty-two. Uh, maybe you can look mm-hmm. at it then. Um, but uh, yeah, personally, I'm not really looking at trading him out until. Maybe after Origin, like once we've got Isaiah Yo clean and clear of Origin or something like that. Uh, but yeah. until then, yeah, pretty happy to hang Especially on to him. Just you're trading him to someone like Murray, who's got quite a lot of buys left, or someone. Oh like man, Horsburgh that could be backwards. Or, or Haas because they have Origin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I think yeah, don't overreact to one game where it just it didn't really play through the middle at all. That game um, somehow. DeBellin still did really well, which is interesting. But um, yeah, I think he just wasn't involved. But I just, yeah, I just, who's trading green dots this week? Hey, I, I don't know. Feels luxury to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe me, but yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, no, Torhu. I think the only two middles that I'd be really interested in moving Torhu on for is Payne Haas and Yo after Origin's done. Maybe Bateman. Oh, he's not a middle yet. Oh yeah, that's true. Post post round twenty is when that happens. So post round twenty, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, that's the kind of person that I think will be a, like an upgrade because he hasn't got any more buys. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, and then Sean Johnson, obviously doing great. Sean Johnson stuff. Don't need to keep talking about him. He's fantastic. Uh, Storm come up against the Panthers. Absolute bumper second game. That's a, wow. That's a Friday night and a half, isn't it? It's a good one. Yeah. Just uh, you know, lock yourself in the in the media room or the bedroom or whatever. Ignore your family. Oh, I'll be at the um, sold out Mount Smart, mate. It's gonna be. Oh, great. mate, wheels up. Yeah. yeah, rub it, rub it in, mate. Mate, you um, went to the Broncos, mate. The Titans. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that you know. So I didn't pay for my ticket or any drinks the whole time. So I guess it was great in its own. Oh, way. that's lovely. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So the storm actually and actually walked on the ground at Suncourt, which is awesome as well. So the uh, the people I went with uh, bidded on a uh, charity, um, you know, package or whatever. Like, oh, you know, I wondered why you were so close. Yeah. So I was actually physically walked on the grass at Suncourt, which was cool. Um, yeah. So the storm play the Panthers. Uh, yeah. Uh, not much happening here. Nass is. Uh, a runaway steam train, I guess. Um, Ryan, did you end up jumping on the NAS train? or I didn't. Lucy did. Okay. She, she's enjoying herself um, for a round 16 mid. That was that was the answer. Yep. Even though he did nothing in round 16, he was good last week at least. Uh, yep. Yeah, for the, for the head-to-head team, though, he is fine. It's just, I don't know, it's just we're at the time of the year now where I'm either looking for cash outs or cash ups, you know what I mean? Like I'm not really shopping in this... 500k mid market, but if he does fit uh, your budget, then I, I don't have a problem with anyone buying Naz. Yeah, it's kind of a reason why he landed in this spot in the first place, price yeah, wise. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Munster's going to be good once Origin's done. Uh, Meanie's more of a sell than he is a buy at this point. Um, I think that's probably it. Uh, and then for the Panthers, uh, no sign of Cleary. Jack Cogger still. Chugging along, doing awesome stuff for anyone that jumped on him. Uh, I think we drastically undersold his fantasy value. And, um, you know, obviously we still sort of liked him as a buy, but I don't think any of us got on, did we? No, I, I sort of had him pegged for mid-40s. I did not expect this. <laughs> he's just smashing. No, he's he's basically making Cleary look like a system halfback. Yeah, oh, hey. <laughs> well, he, That's my call, he's a halfback. <laughs> yeah. The clogger. Can we the get clogger, clogger in? Does, is Clogger eligible for the Blues? Surely. Oh, he's got the he's heart of Queensland. He's a newie boy. Yeah, he does. New, Newcastle's yeah. in Queensland. Yeah, that's all I right. Think it is yeah. in Queensland. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how the Panthers just keep having guys that are like incredible. But, but Cogger was Cogger was Newcastle and Bulldogs, and he sucked at both of those ones. Went over to Super Leagues, and then came back, and he's just yeah, great. It, I think it is, and like at some point, I'm going to have to admit that Ivan Clear he's not not as bad of a coach as I think he uh, is. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you need to eat your words on that. Maybe after yeah. they win their third premiership, you can. Yeah, I'm not ready to admit it now, but at some point, yeah. I might think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So Dylan Edwards is fine. I was actually talking to Intern Dale the other day about uh, Dylan Edwards, and I think we've arrived at the idea that he's probably, you know, also in that bracket of, like, even though he's averaging a lot, like, guys who, you know, they're, they're a keeper if you own them, and if you don't own them, they're not a keeper. Does that make sense? Yeah, because he's yeah. averaging the second most, isn't he, for wing fullback. I think it's yeah, um, it's, and then him. It's drastically inflated by that four-try game, though. Yes. Yeah. Without that, he's basically who he's always been, which is like a mid to high forties type of guy. Yeah. If you got him, yeah. he's great. If you don't have him, he, you know. Mm. And then there's yeah. kind of just cheaper high forties guys you can buy. Is that kind of the prevailing wisdom? Like a meanie type. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy meanie at this point, but I mean, like Ponga. Um, like Teddy, even you know, like these guys, they're going to average in or around that amount. So, um, and drink water going absolutely mental at the moment, but um, we'll we'll get there. Um, Fisher Harris is doing great things for everybody that jumped on him. 
I just said to Ryan, I had to. I was reworking my trade plans to not yeet Fisher Harris now because he's scoring too well. I'll probably yeet him once I get my extra eight trades, but in the short term, he's going to be staying there. Um, I think with a twenty-eight break-even, so I'd like to see him at least get back up to six hundred and fifty k or something where I bought him, uh, which seems like a long way away now. But um, another like fifty, and it will be sort of rocketing up. So. We just need to get that uh, 27 and 37 out of the rolling average, I think. So, um, but yeah, no, he's, he's going well. Scott Sorensen's going really well. Um, Yo, obviously, this week, got rested last week. Hosting's dead. Yeah, move him on. That's probably it. Nothing, you know, nothing really new here fantasy-wise is there. Uh, moving on to the Saturday game, the Raiders up against the Titans. Uh, Horsburgh. In a you know origin audition after an absolutely monstrous score over the weekend, a trialless eight what was it eighty six or something like that, just you know absolutely immense. He's you know he's a, he would never argue with the referee Corey. Oh no, he'd tuck him, tuck tr- him in bed at night. Yeah, he's a true <laughs> blue Queenslander. Tuck him in bed. There's a there's a real uh, good um, uh, update from um, the origin. The, sorry, the judicial trial. From yeah, Kerrigan, who dialed in. Did you see it? Yep. Um, no, I didn't. Pat Kerrigan, initially reluctant to use swear words, says the C word and the F word. Nick Gabar says, it's okay to say the full word. Nobody will be offended. Patty, you boy, off and running now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Thought that was real good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for, for, the, uh, for the Raiders, it's probably, you know, obviously Corey's great. Most people have got him by now. If you don't, you know, what are you doing? Um, Joseph Tarpany, uh, he's probably going to play 50 to 53 minutes, <laughs> even with Josh Papaliti out and Corey Horsburgh in origin. Um, you know, he's doing fine. He's, you know, he's just chugging along. He, he is what he is at this point. I mean, we're obviously not going to see that, you know, elite tier mid this season, which is fine. Um, Ryan, you mentioned off air Seb Chris to me, and he's somebody that I was already thinking about last week. I don't know if I said it to you or if we've just mind melded there. Yeah, or well, just as with the center crisis going on this week, he looks like potentially the best cash out option. Um, of all the available options, he is the cheapest, who is somewhat reliable in a starting 13th in a given week. He's mm. 324K now. Um, dual position for the run home, just the one buy in round 20. Obviously, he plays round 19, which is quite tough for you overall coaches, fill out that wing fullback spot. Um, yeah, so I, I am looking at potentially like an Oluwapu to Seb Chris, just, you know, cover me for the run home. Mm. He seems like a decent, you know, 19th, 20th man. Um, should be a green dot for the rest of the way home. I mean, I, I'd really love to get Nick Kotrick at bloody 220K if Ricky ever wants <laughs> to give him a start, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen this year. Oh man, Joseph Suwali's so cheap too. Yeah, he's down there. He's I, down there in yeah. the bin. I think I would prefer Suwali, but doesn't play nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah, because Suwali on the wing is great. I just yeah, don't want any more roosters. If I'm being honest, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, you have no and, idea. And no one, where they're going to be. No one can blame me for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Titans uh, finished their bye as of last week. Um, a courageous win over the Suki Lala Broncos. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Fafita is fantastic. Uh, Tino's back. After being a late withdrawal, Mofot Awaker is good. Um, it's probably, you know, all systems as per. And Phil Sammy sort of, you know, a bit, 
you know, it's slow start to the uh, Jessup endorsement last week. But, I mean, you know, 33 without a try from a winger, you'll take that. Yeah, yeah solid I think four. you would. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. just needs tries to get 50, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the same on most wing fullbacks. and Not necessarily. necessarily I've, seen, I've seen plenty of uh, Dylan Watini's Lesniak try 10s and oh. try 15s. So. No, but, mate, we're not bad-mouthing Dylan anymore, all right? We're a pro no, I am, because I want, to, I want to bad-mouth uh, his way into getting the most tries this year, even though he's played, like, <laughs> seven games less than everyone else. Dylan, I'm here <laughs> of the year. Dylan. Oh, mate, that is just um, absolute. The Dylan M. Oh. Uh, although I'm looking at the Titans draw and I don't know if I've seen a worse draw of any team that I've looked at, like de- instant, like degree of difficulty. They do have no got, more buys, but yeah, but they, they, so they got the Raiders and the Dolphins, but then they go Eels, Roosters, Cowboys, Warriors, Sharks, Panthers, Storm. Oof. Uh, which like, I mean, there's, there's no really any teams that worry me aside from Panthers, but there's no like dragons, West Tigers, you know, like, Someone like that in there to just beat up on. It's literally all just, you know, it could be a dumpster fire for the Titans. Yeah, mm. it's tough. And they've just fired their coach. Yeah, um, Tanner Boyd was oh, that- quite bad as well. Um, like, just a lot of missed tackles. Mm. I feel like we need to get off him uh, pretty soon after 19. Yeah. I mean, you could uh, even go... Tanner Boyd down to Jake Simpkin and get similar scoring for round 19, really, couldn't you? Yep. Yeah, Appy's already back at training, though. Is he? Yeah, he he had a, he was back at training in a no-contact bib today. Oh, I thought so, he was back round 22. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously that, but, like, you know, I'm sure he's pushing to play Origin. Um, and, you know, I'd love it if it's 22. That'd be great. But And I'm a Simpkin owner, so I hope that's true. But... Um, yeah, I just I don't know if I'd be buying Simpkin now, even with the drastically low break even. Although even a thirty five is gonna see him go up, you know, sixty K. So yeah, it's a tough, tough w- line to walk there. Uh he got very lucky with the points per minute Simpkin on the weekend. And, you know, he's coming up or when I say on the weekend, I mean in round sixteen. Um and he's coming up against the juggernaut here, um, coming up in a second. So we might just scroll through to that game. Uh, the Cows up against the Tigers, uh, off the bye, Jareen Buller named, obviously. Tommy Talao drops out. Brent Naden comes back into centre. Dane Laurie at six with Stafford Toa in at centre. Kapoa back to the bench. Um, they got the Fresh Prince in down 19, which is interesting, I see. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise he was at the Tigers. Um, but he was always a pretty good, you know, fill-in half, so maybe maybe there's something there. But Laurie's been playing six in Reggie's, so... Um, Obviously, the, the, the fantasy-relevant stuff here is, you know, Papa and John Bateman are good. Simpkin, if you got him, he's probably hard to trust in your 17 if you have a choice this week, um, but you might not. Um, Dream Bull is probably the one I want to talk to you guys about. Obviously, really good all year, averaging 47.5, uh, coming into a tough matchup with no Appy and no Luke Brooks. Ryan, are you concerned about having him in your scoring 17? I mean, not really. He hasn't given me too much of a concern yet. Like, given he what he scored a thirty six against Melbourne, um, he's put up forty fives against Penrith in the absolute teeming rain in round nine. Um, mm. To be honest, he's given me less reason to be concerned than any of my other wing fullbacks, like Tedesco, Ponga, um, even Nick Meaney, to to some extent. 
like yeah and, and Meany's up against Pendrith this week as well um yeah, I don't know. I've got him in my side currently. I'm not too concerned. It's funny uh, how much things have changed, though. Like this Tigers team put the Cowboys to the sword by about 60 a couple of weeks ago, and now they're like 14-point underdogs going into this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Cowboys, It's more. I think it's probably more a reflection of where the Cowboys are at mentally and physically and, you know, obviously just gave the Rabbitohs an absolute shellacking. Um with a, a bunch full, uh, you know, a, a, a crew of Origin guys backing up. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's kind of state. Everyone knows who the Tigers' fantasy-relevant guys are. Sato is probably a little bit too expensive for me, um, and he's been propped up by that 100-point game in his average. Uh, but there is a few Cowboys here. Obviously, Scott Drinkwater doing fantastic things. Reese Robson, a high candidate for a not-full 80-minute game this week. I'm just telling you right now. Um, yeah, did he get hurt at the end of the game? Did I see that hamstr- he, had- he had hamstring yeah. tightness? I think it was more a precautionary. Um, and then Todd Payton in his post game presser said something about like being smart with his players over the next couple of weeks, which could just be about training loads. But also, like you know, if the Cowboys are winning by twenty, Jake Granville is going to play some hooker. So. Mm. It's probably more of a something to keep an eye on as the game unfolds for him. But I mean, he's somebody I'm going to put in my scoring seventeen, but not somebody I'm, you know, super excited about putting in there. Um, I actually toyed with the idea of trading him to Paint Haas this week, but um, I'm probably not going to do that because that'll wipe my bank out. So, yeah, something like that. But no, probably not. But there's also a couple of cheapy options here. So Luciano Lelua, Rob, was that you that brought him up on the podcast last week? No, I brought up Nenai because I think he's a better option. But Do you? No. Nenai just had a really good game last week. Mm. I've never seen him score 50 without a try before. No, neither. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Has but he I changed? Think... Is he a new man? No. I think he just got a taste of being a, being a Queenslander again and then remembered, yeah. remembered to be good at footy. Luciano's well, got... Luciano's got say, two fifty plus scores in a row with no tries though as well. So Yeah, well, I mean, and also Nada, he can't miss tackles when uh Souths don't have the ball. So mm. good. Yeah, that, maybe that's the strategy we just employ for the Cowboys is just keep the ball, don't give it to the other team. <laughs> so, I mean it didn't work for New South Wales, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah, no, for big Luch, fifty four and fifty five against the Panthers and and the Rabbitohs respectively. Obviously, got the buy in nineteen if that's what you're looking for, and also in twenty four. So probably probably not somebody. We, I just saw a couple of questions about him. If you need somebody in that price point, he's probably. I'd be surprised if there's a better option down there. Um, but yeah, uh, we just get more nerves. Yeah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, moving across to the Broncos and the Dolphins. Uh, Broncos lose a number of players here. Uh, Flegler out, replaced by Kenan Palacia. They got Pierre Cura and Xavier Willison as the two edgeback rowers. Um, other than that, team unchanged. And, uh, well, I mean, until Tristan Saylor comes in for Reese Walsh. Um, this is actually a really interesting game with the Broncos down on troops against the Dolphins, who have been pretty lackluster the last couple of weeks. I think the fantasy asset that I want to own the most in this game is Payne Haas, um, and he might actually be a genuine captaincy option this week, boys. What do you think about that? 
Ooh. I mean, it's hard to argue with uh, Nico Hines up against the Dragons. Like, that's hard to beat. Um, sure, but if you I, don't own Nico Hines, well, then yeah, I think yeah, I think he's probably the next best. Like, it's between like him or DeBellin or something like that. Yeah, I just think the attacking upsides there in this game is mm. Dolphins not known for their defensive resolve at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's that's an option. I think he's probably the best place to take advantage of that. Um, Carrigan's also been good, but I mean, he's origin affected. It'll be interesting to see if he if Carrigan is a keeper come. Um, post-origin time. Um, yeah, so it's more of a curiosity for me than something I'd advise actioning at the moment. Um, any comments here for the Broncos, boys? I think we're going to discuss the second rowers, don't we? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So I don't I don't own any Broncos, and I'm, I'm looking to maybe change that this week. So wh- wh- who do you want, Ryan? Do you want Pia Kuro or you want Willison? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I'll go Pia Cora. Um, so uh, obviously he's been there for the last couple of weeks with Capewell. This is sort of what makes it a little bit murky. Like, is he there just because he covers the left edge that um, Capewell was on? Because, like, what happens when Capewell comes back? Does Capewell move to the right? Does Pia Cora move to the right? Um, you're, I mean, my guess would be that he's got his nose in front in terms of uh, backup second rowers. Um, he's not the best fantasy scorer uh we've seen from him recently like he's basically a mid-30s kind of guy in 80 minutes and that's basically backed up by his reserve grade stats as well um in 2022 and 2023 combined uh he averages oh, i've got to take out a injury affected game here uh he's averaged 76 minutes for about 37 38 points so basically a, a bang on close to 40 point score in 80 minutes so um in terms of like a a, a 19th man cash out uh, i don't i don't hate it it's just not entirely risk free but i guess which cash outs are risk free yeah no exactly right and uh rob i don't know do you know much about xavier willison no i remember he he came up in a discussion last year at the end of because i i think he played was it one game or he came off the bench once or something um, but no, I don't know anything about him. I, that was kind of a surprise to me. I kind of forgot Kate Ball was still injured. Do we know when he's back? Uh, I think it's in the next couple of weeks. I think Pierre Kerr is definitely the guy. So Willison's a prop slash yeah. edge back rower. He actually hasn't started on the edge even in reserve grade this year by the looks of it. So yep. I don't feel massively confident about him moving forward. I think Pierre Kerr is definitely the one that I would lean towards. Um, and yeah, I think he's probably... You'd have to be comfortably the best cheap option this week, you'd have to imagine. Yes. Yeah, him or Jake Simpkin are probably the two most popular this week, I'd say. Yeah. Um, is Kane Bradley playing this weekend for the Storm? Did I miss that? Is he on the bench? Is he like the Grant Anderson guy? Yeah, he is the Green Anderson. There you go. He's just he's a green dot, not a, a an extended bench dot. So um, obviously the the Reeses have got a chippy there or two. So we'll we'll cover that when we get there, I guess. Um, for the da, 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 I scrolled too far up now. Um, <laughs> yep, that's probably it uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, Hammer could potentially be the best sort of center. You know with the wing fullback duel at the moment. 
Um, you know, he's obviously a, a high upside scorer uh, once State of Origin's all done. Probably not somebody I'd be recommending buying this week, given he's going to go into State of Origin and then an, another buy in like round 22 or something like that. So um, I guess for now he's just a uh, hold if you got, but most people probably don't. Uh, Val Tafare is maybe another one for a center slash wing fullback. Um, is he, he's sort of getting a little bit expensive now, do you think, Rob, or is he at 339 still an option? I think we don't really know about Brinko Lee, but I thought Brinko wasn't that far away. Um, so, yeah, I probably would rather someone like Seb Chris because I think we know that he's it's his spot, whereas I don't know if Valence mm. has entered on merit. I, I don't. In fact, I don't think he has. So, yeah, it's a bit too dangerous for me. I think that any of the outside backs on the Dolphins are just a bit sketchy for me at this point. So I'll be staying well clear. Yep, good idea. I like it. Um, Ryan, any changes to that? No, I think the only outside back, if you've got him, keep him, is Isako. Other than that, uh, probably not many great yep. options here, I don't think. Yep, and then we see Lemuelu and Cody Nikarima both on the bench, double fantasy gut punch. Um, Lemuelu was fine, like in terms of you know fantasy output for minutes. It's kind of pretty much in line with what we projected. Uh, obviously, we want to see him starting, but you know if he's not, it, just make sure if you're going to trade him, you're trading him to someone that's obviously better. I guess is maybe the right or all the way down to a Seb Chris. You know, to use the money differently, Ryan, is that sort of how you're treating Lemuelu at the moment? Yeah, I think along those lines, um, looking at potentially that for the overall side, moving Lemuelu down to Seb Chris, um, basically like for like scoring, but you can bank what about two hundred and fifty k before. Yeah. Yeah, before the Lemuelu price drops really start to kick in after this week. Yep, I like it. Um, and then, obviously, Nicarema, he's a sell here now. Um, so, Godspeed, and, and thank you very much for your service, Nicarema. You may be the uh, the fantasy MVP this year. So good. Yeah, Rough start. The Cardi, it's, the, the Cardi party was pretty good. but um, Yeah, Nicarema it's pretty close. Good second, yeah. Yeah, where'd he get to? 524. Yeah, almost 300K. Yeah, massive. Um, dogs up against the Knights for the Sunday first game. Uh, Carlo Lawapu is out just when I'm sure everybody was really hoping for a green dot from him. Uh, they see That's his Khaled Rajab in the six uh, with Jackson Topane coming onto the bench. Um, Curtis Morin seems to have won that lock job from Harrison Edwards. Pele also named on the bench. Fantasy-wise here, there's not a huge amount to get excited about with the Bulldogs, Ryan. Anything here from picking your interests? Uh, not really, no. Um, I don't really want to be owning anyone. I, I moved on Pangai last week. I guess uh, I guess Matt Burton's going well. Um, but, again, you've got that origin looming risk potentially. So I don't think there's anyone I'm brushing out to buy in this Bulldogs team. No, I agree. Rob, any differing thoughts from that? No, I don't know if I trust um, Khaled Rajab either because, I mean, he has got the jewel um, and plays 19. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, is Oluwapu hurt or did he? is he just Yeah, out of neck injury. Neck injury, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, is it like a Josh Hodgson neck where he's gone for the year? Can we get some more information on that? If he's gone for the year, I'd be really interested. Hmm. I mean, it's not yeah. a terrible cash out, but I'd probably wait until next week um, because 
it's nice to if you're getting a cash out and you want someone actually playing for 19 to make sure that they're actually playing yeah um because you have no like for the people that got on um mcgrady last week like yeah you hoped you'd be there in 19 but now now you have no idea at all so yeah just wait yeah no, that'd be really interesting to go, like, even, like, for me, like, I'm looking at, like, potentially Nick Meany, like, all the way down to Rajab and put the 270K in the bank to stick in my emergencies. We'll see how we go. If, if he gets, if if we find out that he's out for a while, I'll have a really close look at that. So, because um, jo- Josh Reynolds isn't even in the 23. Like, he's nowhere to be seen. Kyle Flanagan's there, though. I guess that's the worry, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Um. Uh, the Knights, Callum Ponga, bad score. He'll bounce back against this Bulldogs team. I'm absolutely certain we're going to see an 80-something from him. Um, Greg Marju as well. He's, you know, pretty good. He's been pretty consistent and, and high-level scorer most of the year now and, and looks to be fine if you want to grab him. Tyson Frizzell doing good things, Ryan, for you for you and, and for Tiffany as well. Yeah, backed up after Origin. I can't say I was expecting that and still put up a 57. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it, especially last week when we buy a stack of fantasy-relevant players on a buy. Yep. And um, Adam Elliott uh, trying to set the record, trying to beat James Maloney for the missed tackle record. Oh, he had so many negatives, didn't he? 12 um, missed tackles, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yep. Plus uh, what an error as well in there, so... The the important thing here, though, is the minutes, and he has played two games in a row of sixty five plus minutes. And mm. I mean, if that if that persists, he is going to be a buy at the price, and actually a really interesting eighteenth man option. Um, but I think you can afford to just wait through this week, let him get through the buy in round nineteen, and then if you're looking for a you know, cash down 18th man to be able to afford a really elite player, do something like that. I think it's probably the right way to attack this, boys. But, I mean, he's a really interesting option there. Yep. No, absolutely. Yep. Just looking at his games where he's played starting lock of at least 60 minutes, um, he averages 53.5. So um, there is a, a good little data set there. So... Yep, uh, that's probably it for them. Uh, Gagai got hurt, obviously. Oh, Gagai's out. Yeah, sorry, boys, I missed him. I didn't even realize he was in the app, so um, which is a shame because he's been awesome. Um, Ryan, you you got you've got gags, haven't you? Yeah, sad times. Um, But apparently, he's supposed to be back round twenty after the buy. So I guess I'm just gonna hang on to him. Yeah, a little bit of a rest never hurt anybody. Um. Yep. Last game of the round here, Roosters come up against the Manly Sea Eagles. Um, Garrick looks to be the permanent fullback replacement K a week. Sorry for anyone we bum-steered you last week. When I say we, I mean me. Um, Garrick's a really interesting option. Shame he's probably not going to get the centre duel. Um, But the goal-kicking fullback at 671K does present some interest. And, I mean, he has performed well at fullback when given the opportunity in the past. Um, for anyone who's looking, maybe particularly even for head-to-head players, it's they're not worried about the round nineteen unavailability. How do you feel with regards to Garrick, Ryan? I'm, um, Rob, I might start with you actually. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Garrick. Um, I think, yeah, he's been really good at fullback before, and he was really good last week. Um, so, mm. yeah, because is it is it it's nineteen that they're out? Yeah, no, that's it. No, yeah, nineteen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just quite expensive now because of that 100, right? Yeah, 670. I mean, for a keeper wing fullback, that's fine. That's a fine yeah. price. Yeah, yeah. There's just if like a, a really good time to get him, you know, and then he got a bad score and then mm. got 68. So, yeah, yeah. I think the goals definitely help. Um, and no Trebojevic also helps. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, because he gets to play fullback. But also, like, there's just another less person to take the ball mm. off him. So, I'm like not sure it. he's materially better than any of these other guys that people already own, Ryan. Maybe, like, you know, like, I wouldn't say he's an upgrade, a, an obvious upgrade from a Chance or a Buller or a Ponga for an extra 100K, would you? I'd say you might be a slight upgrade. I just don't think it's necessarily worth a trade or the cash given the premium uh, trades are out at the minute. Uh, it, it probably is a slight upgrade. Like maybe if you've got, say, James Tedesco, right, who's, what, 30K less? To me, that probably feels like an upgrade, but is that worth a trade? I don't know. <laughs> Imagine telling somebody that like like 12 weeks ago or 15 weeks ago that, that Ruben Garrick was going to be an upgrade for James Tedesco. Just injected <laughs> in my veins, eh? It's so amazing. Unreal. I'm, a, I'm a big fan and flag carrier of the Ruben Garrick fan club. Um, and I'm yeah. sure we convinced some people to get on because there was definitely a good time to buy him covering, was it round 13 or 16? One of the buy rounds. Yeah, 16. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's been great. And now Trebojevic is out, which, you know, was bound to happen at some point this year. Um, yep. And Tedesco has been in like the career worst form. Like he's just been absolutely space jammed. It's ridiculous. I reckon like when Lindsay Collins out jumped him, that like took a piece of his yeah. soul with him, you know, like oh, 100%. His, the whole yeah. crux that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> left, you know? Um, yep. And yeah, cause he was just under the high ball. He just had no idea. He was just possum under the headlights. So yeah, I think it's great. And I uh, down Tedesco up Garrick. I like it. Um, now, Ryan, the other man that we need to speak about in this manly team, actually, is a couple. So, Amole, good score. Who knew? No Trebojevic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only that was, predi- it, um, if only that it, was predictable. <laughs> wasn't it Talking League who said, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to TK, who actually uh, took the time to acknowledge my my responsibility for drawing his attention to that. So, yes, whoever asked that question, I did notice. And I... Uh, May or may not have been saying to my radio, you better give me credit for that, TK, before he did it. So <laughs> yeah, I was glad to see. I was glad to see it. Um, but Ryan, Daily Cherry Evans mm. is at 718K. Massive drops in price um, from where he was at one point there. Last three games, he's sub 50 points. We know that he scores, you know, not, he's not going to be negatively impacted by. Um, Trebojevic being out. Hasn't scored a try since round eight against the Tigers. Mm. Um, he's got two 90-plus scores this year, but but not one since the Storm in round seven. Uh, he's a clear candidate for a uh, bounce back at some point this season. Uh, I guess the question remains, if you need a player this week and you're not worried about round 19, whether you're a head-to-head player who already got round 19, halves covered with Sean Johnson and Nico Hines and you're just looking for a gun scorer. How do you feel about Cherry Evans as potentially the best dollar to output option at the moment? 
Well, it's probably between him and Cameron Munster, isn't it? His hard partner in Origin. Um, they're both basically the same price. Because uh, we spoke about Munster, I think, a few weeks ago as well, where like he was had a few poor games and then like right on cue came out and put up a 78. And the same thing sort of looks mm. set here for Cherry Evans. Um, I, I did an article on him last year when Trebojevic got uh, injured. Um, I could basically just repost that article every single year, I think. Um once Turbo gets injured. <laughs> but typically, in, in the same way that Ola Kawatu improves without Royvik in the team, the same is true for Cherry Evans, typically, um, since about 2019. His average typically uh, goes up a few points without Turbo in the side. And uh, I think just from an eye, like a, just watching footy perspective, it's pretty clear to see like how how the manly attack is uh, fixated on the left side, especially with Turbo sweeping around the back, and that's definitely Turbo's dominant side. So I think it's just a rebalancing of the attack. And, uh, yeah, I I certainly think we can see something here from Cherry. Um, He said post-game he was just, you know, he was feeling a bit sore, and that's why he came off at the end of the game, like backing up from Origin. Um, So maybe it's one you want to wait until after Origin, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, with only one game left, I've got no problems buying him now at the price. It's just a matter of do you need a half? So I'm guessing a lot of people probably have like Hines, Johnson, Moses, waiting for Cleary, Mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah, he certainly maybe if you want to jump on DCE, write him up another 100K and go back up to Cleary that way perhaps. Yeah, I think it's more about the opportunistic nature of it so just i mean just looking at him cherry evans so since he put up that 90 in uh round seven um in his last seven games he's averaging 51.7 and over the last three seasons he's averaging 59 or better three years in a row so i think there's some you ready for this word guys positive regression regression (laughs) coming in the scoring here um this Roosters team is not a defensive powerhouse. He also has the Sharks and the Dragons and the Roosters again in the next five games. Mm. So he's, you know, he does have the Panthers there at one point. But, I mean, you know, really, and the Cowboys in round 20. But, I mean, the 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 the, the table is set here for an absolute monstrous Daily Cherry Evans game. Well, he's got the drag. Oh, sorry, he's got... He's got the dogs and the tigers to end the finish the year as well, and I think with yep. the position Manly's in, they can't really afford to rest him. Like if they mm. want to play finals, like he needs to go balls to the wall for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even a hundred percent sure that that matters as such, but it certainly can't hurt. So yeah, he's the one I'm going to be like actively looking to bring in uh, in the very short term for my both overall. And Tiff's head to head. He is a seventy-seven break-even this week, so it's not a not a rush. But it won't shock me if he puts a ninety something on this week. So um, Jake Trebojevic is back as well. That's going to help with the uh, you know the responsibility of, of ball distribution. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, just saying. Um, that's 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 there. Um, that's probably it for this team. Moving across to the Roosters, um, they've probably named their best like one through seven, like with guys in the right positions that they have all year this year. They got uh, comeback for um, Sam Walker, assuming that he makes the team in two weeks. Um, also, it uh, seems like Brandon Smith's also going to come back. Jake Turpin's carrying his rib injury, but he's named there at Hooker. 
So he's going to be he's going to be a probably a tough decision for fantasy managers. I don't have him in my team. Tiff's got him, but uh, and she's got the luxury of twenty one green dots this week. So he's going to be sitting in the emergencies for her. But um, you know, as as Turpin owners, I mean, what's what's some players that we can sort of like? You know, what decisions are we making this week? Like Ryan, for example, would you mm. start Turpin or Jake Simkin if you could only play one of them this week? Uh, yeah, I'd try and loop them if I could because I'm assuming someone's going to have a red dot that they could loop with um, or someone on a buy, an eel or something like that. So that would be my first inclination is to, to loop them. But it, it just in a vacuum, I'd, I'd probably lean Simpkin. I just really don't trust these rib cartilage injuries. Like we've seen even mm. Brenton Smith all those weeks ago, just it only like, it only takes one knock. Like even um, Big Naz in recent weeks, like it only just takes one knock and you, you cop it. A twenty in bloody thirty-five minutes. You know what I mean? It, yes. It's it's uh it's it's rough. Like oh, I'm in the luxurious position where Turpin's already made me over two hundred k. I've had him for four weeks now. So like I'm looking at you know potentially him and Nicarima to like said Chris and Isaiah Yo. And like to me that just sort of feels like a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, the trade makes itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I like it. Um. So yeah. Now, what about you, Rob Turpin? You're a Turpin man, or yeah, I got on a lot later than Ryan, but I think I'm just going to let him run one more week. My plan was always to do Turpin to Harry Grant in round 20. Um, yep. So that's kind of still my plan. I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, his break even still pretty low. I'll probably just loop him as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, see where we go. I think, yeah, I think he's still got a tiny bit more cash to make, but it looks like... Um, She's going to be back in round twenty, so yep. yeah, I think I, I think I've got kind of more pressing needs than selling him. Really, fair enough. Uh, outside of that, Sandon Smith, obviously big score last week, got the extremely low break even here, but you know potentially one week away from losing his job. Uh, Suwali's name back on the wing. He's an interesting option for anyone looking for a dual wing fullback center. That's um, you know, actually playing in their best position now and, um, you know, in that price point, as long as you're not looking for round 19. We've got possible guns in Joey Manu and James Tedesco. Who knows what's going on there? We've got Victor Radley playing on the edge with Nafahu White, with Nathan Brown named at lock, Siwa Wong and Fletcher Baker, who are the only two edges in this entire team playing off the bench. Um this is just a, it's a, it seems like a bit of a dumpster fire that forward pack roosters, but I mean they're really down on troops. They got Nat Butcher down in the emergencies. They're so desperate. Dylan Napa's even in the twenty two. Um, <laughs> oh, what happened to Egan yeah, Butcher? He H-I-A. has a mm. yeah lingering concussion symptoms. So mm. um, yeah, the short answer is I'm probably not uh, interested in getting on to. Um, and anyone in a Roosters jersey this is a short answer. Yeah, I'm really sad we didn't have uh, Sewell Wong in the in the eleven jersey. We could have had the edge combo of White and Wong. Mm. <laughs> it's still time. I like it. <laughs> and with that, we'll move into the questions. Right. Um, do you want me to do the questions, Rob? Or you, have you got them up? Yeah, you can do them. I haven't got them up. Right. Sweet. All right. Let's get into it, boys. Uh, let's start off. Let's start it off light here. Uh, Jamie wants to know what's better, VB or Forex Gold. <laughs> Mark, what do you reckon? 
Um, well, that's a tough question. Um, so I'm from North Queensland, so my inclination is to say Forex Gold. Um, however, uh, more, most recently, actually, within the last week, I've been presented with the option of these two beers, and I chose the VB. So, Ooh, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm. Yeah, what are you doing? Are you just drinking to have a beer, or are you drinking to get messed up? Because if you if you want the vomit bomb, then you go that way. But um, yeah. we don't actually get Forex over here. We do get VB, the very best. Um, but yeah, so I'll just go VB on by default. Yeah, I'll, I'll go the Milton Mango then. Um, all right, Rob. Gerald wants to know: Is Simpkin a decent decent cash cow? Still have seven trades left. Um, oh, Mark's put the fear of God in me with uh, Appy coming back, but I still think it's fine. Like, if all accounts, I thought he was coming back round twenty two. So that's say if it, say it's twenty. Um, that's still mm, two weeks is probably not enough. Oh, point point of order: seven trades left. I, I reckon you're right to rip the cord on that one and give that a crack. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking with Simpkin. Like, I've got. 10 trades so like mm. i think it's worth it's what worth, are you doing like, did you just going. log out for like a month what have you been doing <laughs> i just didn't need to make ten. any trades last week mate because i didn't have what are you doing 10 what the how do you have 10 what are you doing <laughs> do you not like trading that's the whole point of playing this game is making trades yeah well i <laughs> yeah i didn't make any trades last week you can't they don't roll over to next year it's not like the dolphin salary cap where you can front load all the contracts. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's it, it makes sense if you've got trades. So, yeah, do it. Oh, dear. Um, all right, Mark, a werewolf wants to know, Tohu to Cameron Murray. Would you do that, mate? Yeah. No, hard no. Hard no. Very good. Um, Rob, Kai wants to know, is Ramian good enough to hold as a starting centre for the run home? Uh, talking about trading out centres, it feels like a luxury this week, doesn't it? Rob? I'll take this one. Hmm. Um, I, I, to, to me, that feels like he's asking from the perspective of somebody that already has Ramian and is wondering if he's a keeper. And to you, if that is the case, I would say yes, um, purely because the entire centre position is a crapshoot. Um, if you didn't have him, I'd probably suggest there's better players to invest your money on. Sorry, you guys just dropped out. Was it Ramian? Did he want to sell him or buy him? No, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, he was wanting to know if he was good enough to hold for the run home. Uh, I think so. I think as long as he's like in your 20 spot, just mm-hmm. just leave it. Yeah, I think he's. A, if you're talking about him as a keeper, I think that means he's starting in your centers every week. I think that's the thought. I think he's not good enough then. But, I mean, the issue is like a green dot is pretty valuable, especially a green dot in center this week. So I mm. think, yeah, I think I'd leave it until like a clear better option turns up personally. Mm. I mean, you look at this schedule here, the Sharks play the Dragons, Tigers, Warriors, Manly, which is a pretty good schedule. But then Panthers, Rabbitohs, and Cowboys in the stretch of four weeks is not ideal. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mixed schedule, but yeah, I think you can do better. Oh, you can certainly do better. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. 
Rob, since you, since uh, we lost you for a sec, Ben wants to know, with Horse potentially going into origin, he's short a wing fullback in a mid for round 19. So he's looking at doing Mitch Moses and Carl Oluwapu to Britton Nakora and Dallin Watani Zelesniak. Whoa. Fresh off a 90. Um, oh, I can't really advocate selling Mitch Moses. Although, they, he, he, he misses, is it? 18, 18, 19, 19 and 27. 27. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he'll probably play game three. Imagine if you got on Dellen. I was just having a look at this today. Um, if Imagine if you got on Dellen like round one, you know, or round seven, sorry, mm. when he came in after his calf injury. Like you would have made 200K. You'd be, oh, man. just be laughing. I it think I'd rather get a chance. Personally, it was like um, a couple of years ago. My brother came to me wanting to buy Josh Addo car at like three hundred and thirty k, and I was like, "No, he's not fantasy relevant." And he ended up finishing at like six hundred. Is this sometimes players just do that? And you just, sometimes players no just fantasy relevant. Eh? It happened with Isaiah Yo right as well. Like never found fantasy relevant his whole career, and then all of a sudden, oh, he's the best mid in the game. Like, mm. Oh, just he moved from edge to lock and just like grew yeah. like three different sets of balls. Mm. I don't know how that happened. Who would have had bloody Dallin averaging two and a half points more than James Tedesco on their 2023 bingo card? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, um, yeah, Jake Jake Granville, Cash Cow. Like, there's a bunch of those ones. Like, the bingo, the the unlikeliest bingo card. Oh, mate. But, yeah, I mean, Dallin's putting in a heap of work and scoring a lot of tries. Um, And if you think it can continue, then fair play. But I think that there's better and safer options. Yep. All right, uh, Mark Isaac here. He's got a potentially dangerous statement for you. He wants to know okay. he's bring he's bringing back the, uh, the the Mark Jessup classic. He wants to know is there any material difference between James Tedesco and Chance or Buller? Yes. Uh, if you're talking about trading one to the other, the answer is no. Like if you got whichever one you've got, you keep. So at this stage, at this stage, there's no material difference between those players. <laughs> Say the line, Mark. <laughs> I thought you. Were, I thought there's. I saw another one come through about. Uh, there was a cricket reference in there somewhere, which I'm pretty excited about. So I want to make sure I get that one. Oh, yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, Rob. I actually want to save that one for Mark too. Uh. Okay. Cairo here wants to know. He wants to know the thoughts on uh, Tohu Harris and Tanner Boyd. Feel like they aren't keeper level for their positions. Thinking of trading to Cook and Yo post Origin. He's head to head with eight trades left. Um, what are your feelings with Tohu and Boyd to Cook and Yo post Origin, Rob? Cook's a concern for head to head because I think they have a buy in and around the finals. Um, we'll confirm that. Yeah. yeah grand, the final, grand final. Twenty six. But also you have to get to the grand final. So, um, and Cook's going to be helpful to get there, I imagine. Um, Tanner, I'd probably keep till round 19. Although you don't, you're not playing overall, so it doesn't matter. You can trade Tanner now. I'm fine with that. Um, and what was the other one? Tohu. Uh, I think we talked Tohu, about yeah. Tohu. I don't, I don't think he's a, I think that's a luxury upgrade. Um, who was he trading to? He was looking at Cook. I think Tohu to Cook is potentially backwards with Cook still having, what, two Yeah, I think that's left. right. 
I'd I'd be keeping Tohu. I'd be I I don't mind tra- trading Tanner Boyd back to Simpkin or something. Um, obviously mm-hmm. not what you asked. Um, but I think just watch out for twenty six for, and then obviously he doesn't play nineteen. Damian Cook probably. Yeah. Do we think he's going to get picked at center again or? Yeah. <laughs> hey, just just quietly, Tanner Boyd to Daily Chevy, Terry Evans is fifty eight k. That's so nice. Like something like that, surely, surely something like that. I think like Simpkin coming up for 19 means that you can possibly move Tanner. Like he, the whole reason I kept him was for 19, but now, well, obviously he has no more buys. So he's like a fine 18th, 19th man. But I just think he's going to be like a 45, 47 kind of guy. He's been slightly overperforming. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Mark, uh, Nathan here, he's a fellow James Fisher-Harris man, but he's looking at trading him out to uh, Harry Grant or, or Ryan Madison. Would you consider either of those? Um, not this week, I don't think. Um, well, Eels are on bye, so. Yeah, mm. well, definitely not to Ryan Madison, but Harry Grant's coming up against the Panthers and he's got a you know 55 break-even and Fisher-Harris has got a 28 break-even. I think they're going to be wanting Fisher-Harris to play some minutes up against this Storm Pack. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely be just hanging on to fish for another week and and sort of seeing what the state of play is like. Yeah, yeah, I want to see if Harry Grant backs up before I buy him, if possible. All right, um, Mark with the C. <laughs> so this, so, sorry guys, I'm just going yeah. through this. Um... <laughs> The transcript. So, so David David Fafita's in there giving evidence at the moment. And, like, it's just, like, it's not completely obvious that there's two State of Origin Queensland representatives giving evidence for Reese Walsh. And the lawyer for the NRL just come out and straight asked if Walsh had made contact with him to get this story straight before the, the hearing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see... Um... Did you see Fafita misspoke? He said, uh, "He said, quote, Walsh, he said what he said to the ref. I mean, Paddy, the ref was behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dave. You had one job, mate. Lift, yeah. David, lift. I'm, I, I'm not, my, like, I'm, I, was, I was just about to say, like, of all the guys on the Queensland team, I'm not sure if Dave would be the guy that I would trust to be cerebral enough to remember it to get his story straight. But then I just had like a flash and I just went through every other player in the Queensland team and I went, no, they've probably got the smartest bloke. But I mean, Peter oh, ended up in a bloody Bali prison. Is that the one you want to be getting in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is just, yeah. It's just a rich tapestry, boys. You're not helping me at all here. I don't, don't make me go and buy a light blue jersey. I'll do it. <laughs> Mate, go get a navy blue jersey from game one. Oh, uh, yes. They were cursed, day eh, from the Adelaide game, weren't they? Yeah, that's what they get. That's what they get for being traitors to their colours. But, yeah, maybe I'll go and support, start supporting AFL if this continues. This is just shocking. Yeah, don't do it, mate. Yeah, play on. Yeah, all right. Sorry, boys. Sorry for derailing right. you. Yeah, Mark on the C, what's he want to know? He wants to know. He has Turpin and Hands. He's looking at Buller to Grant and Lemuelu to Nakora or IPAP. I think uh, that sounds good. Yes. What, I don't know. Understand what the first bit has to do with the second bit. Well, I think he's just saying because he wants to get in a keeper um, hooker, so that's why he's looking at training out during Buller. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. On yeah, on on face value, I think that's fine. Mm. 
Okay, cool. Um, Rob, Zane here. He wants to know, he's looking at trading out Mitch Moses. Would you get in Harry Grant, Isaiah Yo, or David Fafita? Um, Yo, probably. Yeah, I think Yo. I mean, he's had his week off now, hasn't he? So, yeah. All right. Um, okay, Mark. Yeah. Dom here. He wants to know, is it okay to slash at one through the covers? He's looking at Luciano or Naz, or should we playing it with a straight bat this time of year? Um, well, I, th- I, th- I think when we come up with this analogy originally, or when I did, um, I said every so often you got to take a slash through the covers and you got to pick the wide ball. And I'm not sure that either of those players is the wide one. If I was to pick one out, it would be Luciano. But with two buys remaining, uh, I'm not sure that's the direction I'd be going either. So, yes, it is okay to have a slash through the covers, but no, I don't think that is the ball that I would play at. I think you're destined. I think you're doing a little bit of Davy Warner hanging your hanging your bet out, feeling at one from Stuart Broad early. Um, to yeah. try and get some bat on ball, and you're going to find yourself in the wicket keeper's gloves. Yeah, you need a nice, you know, Chris Damian Martin cover drive. You know, none of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, Rob Daniel wants to know: Is it too? He's got two questions. Uh, is it too soon to request a PSA on how to uninstall the app? Oh. <laughs> uh, and his second question: No trades left, eh? Yeah, oh, there's still there's, some... there's still eight trades to go, mate. You're fine. Just keep plugging away. Uh, he wants to know the top three keeper targets for those who are trade challenged. <laughs> this is a good question, I think, because, yeah, I suppose who are the people that you're willing to say are going to be like the best season-long keepers? Um, I think Payne House is pretty good, but they've got a late buy. Yeah, see, like I'm looking at, you know, like obviously – Nico Hines and Nathan Clear are the obvious ones once Clear is back from injury. Um, Isaiah Yo is good because he doesn't have any more buys after round 19, like after he misses round 19. For feeder two. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we, do, is there an element of, of um, value for money in this within reason, like coming back, circling back to like the Cherry Evans of the world? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like, Jumping on a Cherry Evans means you've got more money to spend on other elite players with the last remaining trades that you do have or more better depth. Whereas if you shell it all out for somebody expensive, you're then, you know, spending money that you could have spent on other. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's always going to determine your kind of team values who you can kind of go after, right? Um, yeah, you're like jumping on a, you know, jumping on a Harry Grant, Damian Cook type, you know, Cherry Evans, Munster, you know, these guys. Like, Cherry Evans is cheaper than Matt Burton now. So, you know, well. they're the type of guys that I'd be attacking, like elite guns that we know that maximize your value for money, but also like have favorable buy schedules. So, obviously, Cook's not a good example of that. Excuse me. Um, is Murray almost cheap enough that he's worth rolling the dice on? Once again, probably not, but at six fifty, maybe. Um, you know, there's a there's a few options there. That that's sort of the way I'd be personally sort of leaning and spending it on like good players in with jerseys numbered seven or higher. Nothing in a 
Nothing mm. in a uh, a one through five. Also, Fafita might be up for perjury, right? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark, Mr. J Muzz, he wants to know the Nat Butcher injury time frame. So, obviously, Butcher's named in the 21 this week. Is he going to be back this week? Um, I was listening to the uh, NRL Physio podcast, and he said – he might be back this week, but it seems like something he's been dealing with for a while and he will be managing it for the rest of the season is what he said. So right. I the I, I would suggest the answer is if you don't already have Nat Butcher, don't buy him. Um, I sold Nat Butcher last week begrudgingly to get Harry Grant because I wanted to not lose too many ranks. Um, but, I mean, I moved him on to an elite, like a guy who I knew was an elite keeper in the position. So if I wouldn't have moved him to Joe Tarpany, like, you know, like I want somebody who's a absolute gun, you know, so something like Nat Butcher to Cherry Evans, I could see myself doing that if he doesn't play and they both play in the same game as well. And it's only 14 K difference. I like it. All right, Rob, Mitch here. He needs your specialty, mate. He needs a yeet list from you. Mm. Um, so get your yeeting ready. He's got Tavita Pangai, Jack Bird, Kalen Ponga, Lemuelu, and James Tedesco. I think TPJ is pretty high. Jack Bird's pretty high. Um, Lemuelu, Ponga, Ponga will keep. I think he's going to – he's due for some positive regression for sure. He only had one bad game. Um, and then Lemuelu is like a kind of – was it five? Was it just four? And Tedesco. Oh, um, I don't love Tedesco, but also who's who's better? Who's a better option than him? Um, number one, Bird not playing. Number two, Pangai. Number three, Tedesco. Number four, Lemuelu. Number four, five, Ponga. Yep. Very good. Yeet. That's 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 your yeet list. Rob's yeet list of the uh, of the week. Um, all right, Mark. Uh, Charlie wants to know, is Karaz worth a shout as a replacement for Reese Walsh? Um, it depends if he's not named or not. I probably want to go up or sideways. I don't know if I want to go back that far. They've got another buy as well. Don't yeah, they? True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 23. After, yep. Okay. Um yeah, Rob. it seems like the uh, – the sorry, boys, it seems like the flavor of NRL Twitter is uh, very similar thoughts to us in terms of the level of perjury and general intelligence of the Queensland State of Origin it's team. seems like they're perjury. Other... They've definitely just met before the game, before the thing <laughs> on. What's yeah. the story, lads? But why Classic. is Fafita giving evidence for Welsh anyway? Oh, I don't know. I guess. I just yeah. saw there's like somebody counting the amount of times the c words said during the uh, the hearing. It's been it's I just been want said someone to do it. It's, do a it's been said 100, 128 times so far. Oh, this is why people go to law school, eh? So. <laughs> <laughs> just like this is the things like the NRL. You imagine like the barrister going through like the NRL guy. He's like going through all these like high tackles and hip drops and stuff, and then he's got to say the word. Like he's got to say F and C 128 times <laughs> while he's, you know, he's getting, he's getting telling players off for obviously meeting like before the thing. It says, um, yeah, 
Oh, man. Yeah, it's just not... Uh, come on, boys. Anyway, yep, sorry, play on, Ryan. I'm sorry. Rob, stop distracting us with Reese Welsh stuff and, and keep us on pack. On it's really good right. gear. Yeah. All right, Rob. Uh, Nick here, he's looking at moving... He wants to know, is Andrew Davey or Sipley to Piacora worth a trade with four remaining? I think Davey's going to be helpful next week, potentially. Um. Who's the other one? Sipley. Is he yeah. playing? Yeah, uh, I think so. He's been named, hasn't he? He's been sort of just been doing nothing, though, like 37, 37, 26, 49, his last four scores. So yeah, I'd probably sooner trade Sipley than Davey, personally. Um, and uh, Sipley is worth more as well, which is helpful. So, yeah, I'd do that trade, I think. Yep. I like it. Uh, all right. Mark, Dada Duffin wants to know, is Kapoa around 19 cash out with your position? Not anymore. Rip. He's on, the bench. He's on the bench now. I think just wait for around 19 cash outs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob, Ali wants to know, Billy Smith to Seb Chris as a cash out slash cover for the run home. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It depends on how many trades you have, I think. If you've, I'm not really in the market of trading uh, green dots, um, but if you've got plenty of trades, it's it's fine because it covers both positions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Mark, Nathan here, he wants to know, he's got two questions. Um, so firstly, he's looking at Reese Robson to David Fafita. Mm. Um. In principle, I don't hate that, uh, but I'm not sure I would do it this week. But okay. also, I'm not not sure that I wouldn't do it this week. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if that's you... helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's if probably you, not. If you've got hooker cover, I I think it's okay. Like it's obviously a point upgrade. It's just a matter of can you cover. Hooker is still sufficiently, I suppose. Mm. Uh, and he also wants to know, is Lebuelu a trade? He's got 300K in the bank, but no other centers. He says maybe one of the Titan centers. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's I'm grappling with that thought myself this week as to whether I want to bother um, with something like that. So, you know, just like I don't really know who's better. It's kind of the, it's just a bit of a crapshoot at the moment. Like... As we said, we've sort of kicked around the centers earlier. You know, Lomax, Campbell Graham, all these guys, you know, it's kind of a bit disappointing. The Titans, probably my f- preferred tough schedule. Hammer, play Origin, so he's got an extra buy in there. You know, Sammy, um, dollars to output is possible. You know, Tomoko. Tomoko, yeah, but they've got another buy in 20 as well. Yeah, I'm, no, I mean, okay with the round 20 buy because, I mean, that's – it's not a super difficult round to cover, but I mean, the well, the it's... Raiders from memory I think have a pretty good schedule: Titans, Dragons, Wars, Knights, Tigers over the next six weeks. Um, yeah, I think I, think I like to know, call them. Give most. it a nudge. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, while we're rolling, while we're rolling here, I'm just going to jump into Callum, Callum again, Trent, and Dan. Um, all of them asking about centers. They just want to know like the best keeper center options. One wants to know the best center, 584K or less. Um, another one wants the best like-for-like center. Another one wants the best center, 534K and under. 
So, I mean, are we planting the flag here in, in Timoko? Like for like for who? For Lemuelu. Lemuelu. They're all, yeah, they're all asking about, well, I mean, one of them's asking about Lemuelu. I'm, I'm assuming the rest are just asking about red dots in general. I think it's, um, I think it's get Seb Chris or like take, pick your favorite out of Sammy, Timoko, Graham. Graham might be too expensive. Oh no, he's five seven one. Um, what's Timoko? Five or six. Timoko is so like this year he's good, but like his that's prior to that's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then it's like Ramian, Talakai. It's pretty yuck. All the way down to Suwali. So I, I think I would get yeah Suwali if you don't care about nineteen, or just yeah. get some Chris. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good footy. It's all, it's pretty awful. I feel like there's going to be a there's going to be a keeper center at some point that shows up. Um, but just isn't the time to get one now. I don't is think. it is it just Hamaso? Do you just like cop the weeks? Or... It could just be Hamaso. Like he's been pretty good. He scored so many tries. I think this is what happens, right? You kind of get sucked into this like small pool of av- available players, and then you remember that like other people are coming off buys and things and coming out of origin yeah. like people that wanted to get an edge last week and now we've got like Papali'i and Bateman and you know all sorts <laughs> of good options this week there is a um, there is a center in that price point that's averaging 59 points this is it season so far. Monga? <laughs> Monga, Monga. yeah <laughs> no no <laughs> no well Suli's just out for a week isn't he with the HIA yeah um, I was I was, I was being a little... Mate, have a laugh, Ryan. Come on, we're no. 90 minutes in. Serious. This is center, center serious business. I, honestly, we, I, we have been round and round the Mulberry bush so many times on center, and I think it's yeah. this is no good option. Like, Is the correct answer just like, just wait a week and don't don't trade Lemuelu out and just hang on to him and see what happens? I think not, not like... trading Liam last week was the right call, right? Yeah, well, in, so, in yeah. hindsight, in hindsight, I mean, I, I I don't think many people probably like like I traded into Gago. I didn't expect Gago to be a red dot this week because he needed a rest. Uh, that was. Mm. Uh, yeah. But sometimes, like just not trading someone, I I, I think what swayed me was um, the fact that Kafusi plays for the Dolphins. You know, so like, <laughs> what if, for example, he got suspended again, and then we've got yeah. a back row option, and then he's probably the best center. For the run home, um, how, about, uh, how about bloody Herbie Farnworth? He's only scored under fifty three times since round nine. Yeah, he's been round phenomenal. eight rather. Round yeah. eight, Jesus, he hasn't scored under thirty this year. Mm. Mm. Or do we uh, just pile back? Do we just pile it back into Val Valley Holmes? Yeah, well, the problem is like he's got buyers in Origin too, so it's mm. it's just yeah, it's. Either way, you're sort of compromising yourself in one way or the other. I mean, maybe it's Isaac Targo at what five fifty k. Brian yeah, Kelly, he's very good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do quite like Herbie. It's just you know, if he's not playing round nineteen, he's got another buy before the end of the year, and he's already round quite 25. expensive. Yeah, you'll be deep in the finals by then, mate. Exactly. Exactly. All right. If you've got any more center-related questions, come to the DMs, I think, is is the answer. Oh, yeah, um, or don't, or don't. No, or I just... think do your own research, right? Like, or don't, we don't know, yeah. We don't know any more than you. Like, you're gonna you're putting a dice roll in for who you think is going to be good for the rest of the year. Um, 
So, yeah, do some research and then ask us. And then if you find someone great, tell us because we'll uh, tell other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think think history would tell us that it might be Jesse Ramian. Mm. But... I'm not but convinced. I don't, feel, I don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Like he's not m- money, but I'm fine with that. Mo- I think. But money, money to output range is is kind of where I've got to with it. Like, you look at Ramian, um, his career last three seasons, he averaged forty nine point seven in PVL ball, and then forty point seven last year, and then he's down to thirty seven point four this year. But the base is actually up. It's literally just the attack has gone down a little bit. Tackle busts are down. But that could just be a function of, you know, random, you know, like is that is is tackle busts a stat that's likely to come back? Like, you know, what, what has Ramian done to reduce his tackle busts? That just feels like something that's just coincidental and it's going to level itself out there. Um, and, you know, he could well average... 42-43 rest of the season at mid-400s, which would make him comfortably the best option there. Here's a question. Would you move Ramian to your centers and then just trade Limuelu to, like, Papali? Well, I've got Alamotti sitting down there in 21. So the question for me is, would I trade Lemuelu to Ramian, put 120K in the bank and use that money to, for something better? Or trade Nick Meany to Ramian, put... 130k in the bank and use that money for something better like that's the sort of trades that i'm looking at this week if i'm going to do it but i'm probably not going to because what's limuelu like if he plays 55 minutes he's going to be like a 30 to 35 kind of guy isn't he like yeah probably yeah probably 32 to 37 i think which is is where i'd have him it's probably ramian's kind of vibe isn't it Similar? No, well, Ramian's Ramian should theoretically be forty-ish, and that's yeah. his average. But like you know, like floor to ceiling, Ramian's got a ceiling. You know, he's got a low floor, high ceiling. That's the problem at the moment this year. Like he's this this season, he's got one, two, three, four, four games of less than twenty-five. Uh, last year, in way more games. He only did it twice. So I don't know if that's a function of the Sharks being worse or Ramian being worse. Yeah, he's been pretty bad to watch. Um, but also I've not watched any Sharks games because I don't have Nico Hines and it's too hard. Mm. So <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't feel strongly about it. I'm just saying... Like, like of all the centers, I don't want to spend money on him. He's the cheapest one that has a chance of being a keeper. So he's mm. drawing my eye the most. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Well, hopefully that covers this most of the center chat. I'll just deal with uh, James Shep here, friend of the show. He's got Gagai Bird and Manu, so he's short of center. Uh, he's head to head though, and he's looking just for the best center option. Um, I think if you don't want any of the guys we've mentioned, you've got if you don't want to trade Bird to one of the guys we've mentioned, I think the answer is probably just to get Seb Chris and put him in for a week. Personally, um, that's what I think I'm going to be doing. Um, okay, well while we're on centers as well, someone else wants to know: WTF are we doing with Jack? No, no knees, Bird. <laughs> if you had Bird, would you sell him now? Well, I assume you bought him last week, 
So which well, what if you never you might have held him through? Yeah. Well, if you never sold him, sell him now. If you did buy him last week, probably just hold him and and pray. Is that bad wisdom or like? (laughs) It's because are you saying he picked up a knock? But is that just obviously like he's been monitoring his knee throughout the year? It's a shame because he's he's probably a kind of guy that like might be not a keeper but close to a keeper if he does come back. But he's always going to be monitoring this knee issue, right? So yeah, rest of the season he's he's cooked. I think he's is the moral of the story. Yeah, I'm happy with trading him. I think I yeah I, I'm very happy that I traded him when I did, and I haven't looked back. Very yeah. good. Um, okay. Uh, Rob, Luke wants to know, Moses to Hines now or wait for origin news? Would be shorts uh, a wing fullback and a half for 19 pending who's selected for origin, meaning he'd be short a half for 19 if he makes the wrong decision here. This is my exact dilemma. Um, I think I'm not going to get Hines this week and I hate it and I'm not going to watch the Sharks game. <laughs> but I think um, if Hines does get picked, then I'll be furious. And especially if Moses and Hines get picked, then I'll be like doubly furious. And I just don't think I'd be able to live with myself. So I don't think it's a feasible scenario. Uh, can I try and talk you into to actually pulling the trigger on this? Yeah. I don't think it's a feasible scenario that it's Hines and Moses together. I think Freddie has shown how he views Heinz and it's 14 or nothing. And I think he's going to be nothing. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Moses and Luai again, because Freddie thinks that Moses is the greatest thing since the last bread. And the loss that New South Wales had, had nothing to do with the halves in my opinion. No, I don't think it did either. I just, I, I already know that like when I traded in Moses and then he got picked, that it will just be my luck that I would trade in Heinz and then he would get picked, you know? So yeah. yeah. It, All right. Like it's definitely a good option. And, and I think like, but just trading and Moses to Heinz is also the get the diff. There's a big swing here because right. So let's say, so Heinz doesn't have any buyers the rest of the year and he's playing against the dragons this week, comfortably number one elite captaincy option this week. And there's, you know, there's, you know, arguments for second place, but they're probably, you know, a number of points behind this, right? And Hines, even if he plays 19, or even if he misses round 19 with Origin, he's still going to play one more game than Moses, even if Moses doesn't play Origin and is available 19 because Moses will miss 18 and 27. So you're potentially spending one trade to get one more score or you're potentially spending one trade to get three more scores, but mm. there's no scenario where you come out worse off aside from being one trade down and you got 10 left. This should be an absolute no brainer for you to pull the trigger on that with 10 trades. Mm. Yeah. That That's was kind right. of my other thought is that um, right. it doesn't really matter because I can just yep. kind of reverse it. If you know. Yeah, um, exactly right, man. There's, there is no scenario where you shouldn't do that trade this week, pa- fa- failing Heinz doing his hammy in the warm up. That's the only way that you shouldn't make that trade. 
Yeah. Well, right. while, we're, right. while, while we're on that, hold on, hold on. CJ here, he, he's got two questions. But the first one is, is there some logic to trading out Moses, who plays seven of the next 10 games, to another gun that doesn't miss a game? And he lists Papali, E, Nakora, Bateman, who all play the next 10. So it's the same conversation here. It's but Yes, it is. And in another completely you know, different way, it's completely the opposite conversation and not at all because Hines is uh, averaging... 75 this year, and Bateman, Papali'i, and Nukara are all, you know, low to mid-50s average players. So you're talking about a 20-point swing on the average. Um, You know, you average – if Moses averages like 63, right, the question becomes like for those three other games, who are you playing instead? So if you're playing Paul Alamotti, that's – you know, you're losing 30 points every single week. You start Alamotti in those three weeks over, um, you know, let's say it's Bateman for argument's sake. It's call it, Let's say it's 25 to 30 points, you know, so call, let's call it 70 points all up. It's costing you, but you're seven games costing yourself eight points. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's about the same. It probably also depends how many trades you got left, but, um, yeah, I, like I mean, it's it's a lot less cut and dry than the Heinz one. Okay, interesting. Um, his second question, Mark, he wants to know: Was the Sunday uh, rap pod missed because Austin was still sulking about the New South Wales loss? <laughs> um, no, Austin was about the only person that actually wanted to record on Sunday. I was. Uh, sitting on the train on the way home from the Broncos, Titans, and Cowboys and uh, Rabbitohs game and getting ready for work that I had to get up to the next day and, and didn't actually feel like, you know, sitting in front of a computer. Um, so that's why I didn't do it. Um, and I don't know about that anyone else. But Osto, he, he, it's in fairness to Austin, after getting a ribbing, uh, he seems to be uh, more open to retaking the mantle of the podcast that he started. So yeah, I was I was bloody stuck in a gym parking lot because my uh, my car battery died and I was waiting on roadside yeah. assist to to come yeah, and perfect. replace it. Yeah, <laughs> plus we you know we needed to have enough content to fill out this podcast, so we just thought we'd you know, not do it. Yeah. All right, fight night. Dale wants to know who Ryan who wins in a fight. The reigning champion Jared Warrior Hargraves up against Thomas Flegler. Um, he said to ignore the Thomas Flegler injury, just uh, you know, hypothetical here. If they if they're both fit, um, see, this is this is a tough one. This is similar to Spencer Lenu last week. You know, like the old bull up against uh, the young buck. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, with Jared here. I think uh, Kiwis the Kiwi gets it done over the over the Queenslander. I think. I just want to know. I just want to know why Jared Warrior Hargreaves is going around fighting people while they're lying in hospital beds. That's the larger question that I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best time to get them, mate. They're already... Uh... <laughs> They're weak. You yeah. know, work your way up the card with, uh, you know, people with disabilities. Come on, Jared. Like, you know, pick yeah. someone out that's able-bodied. For mate, that's... I, I want to see him fight John Bateman. That's what I want to see. Right, this is why you, you kick people when they're down because they're already at foot level. It's, you know, it's just easier that yeah, way. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, no, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um Oh mate, this this one might actually be the best intro for a question I think we've ever gotten on this pod. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about it earlier today. Seafballs, <laughs> he says. Eef. Hey, 
<laughs> he says, hey, guys, Seep here. Not a real big fan of the show. Can't blame you. But, I, <laughs> but I'm up against the reigning Supreme Premiership team of Kurnos in head-to-head this week, so I need all the help I can get. My back three of Ponga, Walsh, and Campbell scored a total of 30 points last week, so I want to trade them all. Thinking DWZ, Coates, and Izarko. Thoughts? Yeah, do it. <laughs> and don't come back. See. <laughs> It's so funny. It's such a great intro. Like, why would you say that? Hey, guys, not really a fan of the pod. Yeah. I can't I, do, you reckon, do you reckon he's just being facetious because um, so many people say, oh, big fan of the pod before they answer the question? Do you reckon he's doing it? Maybe. And he actually is a fan of the podcast? That's what I'm going to choose. That would be like, mate, because he, he got like, he, look, like, we've literally been talking about it all afternoon. So, like, it's it's either the world's greatest gag. Or like the world's greatest gag for a different reason. Either way, it's a winner. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I wouldn't trade Ponga. But Walsh and Campbell are probably fine to trade, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Assuming Walsh is suspended. No, this no, is the longest judiciary hearing ever over two words, isn't it? I think he's a sale if it's four weeks, right? Oh, I think yeah. Well, yeah. So he's missing because of twenty and. 21, theoretically, um, yeah, which would make him a sell. Um, I'd be more inclined to move him to a Garrick or something like that. Yeah, um, Garrick. The problem is Campbell's so cheap now, isn't he? I don't think he ever got expensive. Yeah, so he, well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Sounds like... <laughs> um, yeah, so hold Ponga. Um, the positive regression for Coates is over now, by the way, guys. We don't have no, to it's chasing. not. We need an update on um, who what who was going to get to 400k the fastest. Do you remember that from last week? Yeah, it's Coates. He's going to get it's there Coates. comfortably. Yeah, it was, yeah, I said Coates, and you guys all said different things. So. Yeah, happy days. No, I think if you could squeeze Garrick and Jacob Karaz, that's probably the way I would go. Mm. Lovely. Good job. Good luck this week, Steve Balls, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan I of you, mate. I hope you step on a big pile of dog shit. It's so funny. <laughs> so good. Unless it, was, unless it was Bants, in which case. I hope Reese Walsh Either chases way. you down the street and calls you an F and C. That's what I hope. <laughs> All right. Rob, Jim here. He wants to know how to replace Liero. He's got a must-win head-to-head. He's looking at uh, Leilua, Martin, Nanai, or does he just cash down to Piacora? Yeah. Piccora, I think. Oh, must yes. win head to head, though. Don't doubt yourself. It's Piccora. Must win head to head. I don't know if that's true. Is it? That's what he says. He's apparently he's up against the number one team in the comp, so he wants to take it. I'm head. not sure that. Some, yeah, sometimes that's not necessarily the same thing as must win head to head. Yeah, but, I think, like, if you want someone that could maybe get 50, it's Leilua, but I would probably just be getting Piccora if. That was you. Lovely. All right, Mark, a special question here for you, mate. It's Bacon Lord. Um, oh, yes. I love Bacon it. Lord, friend of the show. Looking back. Looking back. Uh, he, okay. He wants to know, uh, should I use my last trade to get Jake Simpkin? It would give me a full squad for the rest of the buy rounds. Uh, will it give you a full squad for the best of the buy rounds? That's what he says. Yeah. I'm assuming maybe he's missing a hooker for round 19. No, but, like, what about if... Oh, Simpkin right, doesn't happy. play. 
or Appy, or they decide Talon de Silva's the way to go. I'd probably be keeping my last trade for not Simpkin if I, if I was if I was being honest. Yeah, that's exactly you, what I'm. You do get more yeah. trades. I think this is the difficult thing with um, the extra trades this year is that. But the other difficult thing is that we've got eight trades left for only seven rounds. Is that right? Yes. So you, you've got like forty-five trades left. <laughs> so um, it's like. A lot of those are going to be injuries, I think. A lot of the final eight um, or suspensions kind of thing. Or like, you know, so, yeah. But don't do it for Simkin, I think is still my advice. Okay, well, while we're on Simkin, uh, Will here, he wants to know, firstly, he wants to know, should he do the con man to Cotter? He really wants some mullets in his team. That's question one. Uh, I wouldn't be buying Cotter this week. Neither. No. Okay. Although I do understand uh, the pursuit of a mullet. Yeah, I do as well. And Rob, uh, he wants to know also, should he do Boyd to Simpkin to bank cash for around 20 keepers? He doesn't see much difference scoring-wise over the next two weeks. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Mark, Dan- well, actually to all of us really, Damien here, he wants to know, do you guys have any interest in Supercoach as well? He says he does both and you'd be interested to know if we do, if we just hate it. Mark, do you play Supercoach? I hate it, but I have a team. Um, <laughs> I I use it to exact my trade rage, if nothing else. Um I find it important to let my I'm I'm like eleven thousandth in in Supercoach though because I don't is, do um, that. I can't do yeah, things yeah. casually. So if I yeah. the one year I did it, I was like trying to be invested in it and then trying to do both, and then mm-hmm. I just loathe the day. I can't do like casual fantasy. Unfortunately, it's like my yeah. red flag. <laughs> my like team is so jacked, but I like I don't do the like captain loophole bullshit i just do like I just oh, how annoying is captain. everyone on twitter going oh captain loophole bloody reuben Ooh, garrett yeah. this week yeah yeah and they're like they've got the vice captain on like you yeah. know toff sipley or something like doing <laughs> it's, it's just it's just like oh man i just i don't have any time or a patience for it so i'm just like yeah whatever i just don't care i literally just like as soon as it opens before tlt i just log in make two trades and then go back at TLT and make sure that it's not like I've traded in somebody who's injured. And then I don't look at it again until the next week. That's, that's, yeah. I, I, I'm like an old man. I, I, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I, I don't know how it works. I, I don't want to learn how it works. I know how to play yeah. fantasy and, and I'm sticking to it. That's, uh, it's just like try scoring bingo. I even had the super coach whisperer who is one of the content makers messaging me on Monday morning complaining about how bad Supercoach is compared to NRL Fantasy and he wants to change over to be an NRL Fantasy content creator because he hates Supercoach compared to Fantasy now. <laughs> and and to, so. to be clear, we have a terrible app and a terrible, like, you know, interface. And yeah, if, like you can't, you can't even, it. yeah, you can't even make trades on the browser version of on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go onto the app or use the website, like the PC version, like you can't mm. use it on your phone. Terrible. What I want is for Sleeper to take over NRL Fantasy. Oh like my that. god! Yes, yeah, that'd just yes. be phenomenal. It makes just such a good product. Yeah, Ooh. unreal. Yeah, no. Nah. All right, uh, let's bring it home here. We've got a few more left. Um, Rob Lockie wants to know Robson and Billy Smith to Jake Simpkin and David Vafita. He needs edge cover for Hopgood. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I guess it's fine. Hands Cotter, up. Can we just yeah. can we just go can we just go Billy Smith to Piakura and not do that? Yeah, trading Robson's tough for me. I don't know. Like, I think he ultimately at the end of the season won't be like one of the top three hookers. Maybe he'll be top three, but he'll be third. Um, mm. But I just wouldn't want to trade him now, I don't think. But you reckon he's going to get a rest, Mark? I think he's going to more than likely play reduced minutes, but it might be 65 minutes. Like, he's probably still going to put up, like, somewhere between 45 and 52 this week, I'd say. Um, mm. But, like, the thing is, with he'll, for, like, similar to the Nico Hines question, but the opposite way is so Robson's got – Two more games missing plus potential reduced minutes. The person that you're trading him to might play all of the games, average more, and not be any danger of reduced minutes. So, for example, like John Bateman, I think I'd be more inclined to trade Robson to a guy like John Bateman who's finished his buys for the rest of the year. He's about to pick up Jewel. We'll get Jewel. You know, he's, yeah. you know, like that. Someone like that, I think, would be more likely for me than for feeder, even though they're sort of not that far apart in price now, just the extra game or two and sort of safe minutes, I think is, I'd probably prefer that. Like I'd love to trade him like Cherry Evans. I think maybe Robson and Cherry Evans would be like a really good trade for 40K or something. Yeah, I don't know about Fafita. Fafita's still got a high break even, but also he kind of got 74 last week. Mm. Um, But he got a try, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Ryan, you're our resident for feeder, you know, experience. I also have for feeder. It's pretty fun. I feel like we talked each other into getting for feeder round one, and it's been the best thing ever. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess for overall, one of the Tigers guys is probably the better move, but for head-to-head, I don't have a problem getting for feeder anyway, to be honest. But it's only um, one more round that he's missing for overall. Like, Yeah, that's true. But you can that's just true. wait till 20. Like, It's kind of like Harry Grant. Like, hmm. Yeah, wait and see what happens yep. in Origin 3. Yep. Um, all right. Well, uh, to, to, let's go to the opposite of uh, Deceive Balls. Pete here she says, thanks for all the great content, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Right. Um, one thanks. question. He's got one question. Should I sell Nat Butcher? He's got Fafida and Hopgood in the edges. Mark, what do you think? Um, should he sell Nat Butcher? He's got Fafida and Hopgood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably should sell that butcher in that case. I, I, and I like, yeah, I like um, Ice Pappy or uh, or Beatty. I think one of those guys. Perfect. Or Nicara. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Rob James says Kiora uh, is is horse a hold if he's selected for Origin. He's got eight trades left. Um, he's looking at holding Moses and going. Well, I guess that's his first question. If horses select for Origin, would you hold him, Rob? The problem is he's going to miss 19 and 20, which is very annoying. Um, but yes, I think he's a hold because that's still yeah. seven weeks of pretty elite scoring. And we've um, got a surplus of round 19 mids, don't we? Yeah, mm. I think so. I think there's enough round 19 mids for you to not really worry about uh, Horsburgh getting picked now. Yep. Um and, uh, and his, part two? his second question, he's got eight trays left. He's looking at holding Moses and he wants to do Tarpane and Nicarima to Hines and Piacora. 
Tapani and Nikorima. Yep, to Hines and Piacora. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I yeah, think so. lock that in. Lock it in, yeah. Eddie. Perfect. Um, Nicky's asking about centers. Bird, he's got Bird, Manu, Lemuelu in the centers with nine trades left. Um, I think you can trade Bird to one of the guys we've discussed. Um, and yeah, and he also wants to know did Mark hear his shout out on TK's podcast? I thought yeah. he came to do. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first half of that question? Sorry. Uh, he's just asking about centers. He's got Bird, Manu, and Lemuelu like everyone else with yeah. nine trades left. I just sort of said trade Manu to one of the gun centers we've discussed. Trade. Uh, trade oh, Bird. Bird, sorry. Yeah, trade Bird, yeah. sorry. Yeah, nine trades, you can afford to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. Is Rob. that it? Oh. Uh, no, nearly, oh. nearly, nearly. <laughs> nearly, Rob. Uh, Spence here, he's got Tarpanay, Hosking, Fainu. He's using four trades, okay, so Oof. this is a biggie. He's doing Tarpanay, Hosking, Fainu, and Kiri. So we're all happy there, trade outs. All happy. Yep, and he's looking at bringing in Hines, Papali E, Jake Simpkin, and Pia Cora, which leaves him with two trades and 236K in the bank. Yeah, that all sounds pretty wheels up to me. Yeah, it seems oh, like a good use of trades. Is is Simpkin, like, do we do we not, do we get somebody better depth-wise with only two trades left? Yeah, I think that's the issue, isn't it? Because, say, like, worst-case scenario, Simpkin's out around 20. Um, would you rather have someone that covers like wing fullback and is actually a green dot? I think I'd be inclined to maybe look at Adam Elliott in that scenario. Different mm, price points, though. Eh? What, what's Adam Elliott? Well, that, that uses all the that uses all the cash. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, because yeah. I think with Simpkin, you're like if you buy Simpkin, like you have to tr- waste two trades on him, really. Like mm. so. That's two trades, and you've only you're only going to have eight left. Um, but he'll make some money, which is nice. What about like Jaden Sullivan or something like that at four hundred and twenty k? Yeah, he's just sort of a. Have they added him to the app yet? I wasn't. Aware. <laughs> he, he did. They did add him. Yeah, he's four twenty as well. Or Seb, or Seb Chris, like somebody that we knows. Gonna play, barring injury, rest of season one trade. You know, I actually probably like I'd lean towards maybe the Seb Chris or something like that at this time. Personally, I mean, it's not it's fine. I own Simkin. I'm happy. I was banging the drum for him a couple of weeks ago, but that was when he was two twenty and not two seventy six. Uh, I mean, it's not a massive price. Yeah, though. but it's it's but it's one extra week that you got him. Like you wanted him for round sixteen, that was the whole point, and you know now you yeah. sort of just got him in a nothing. He might play forty five minutes for twenty seven points this week, go up forty five k, and then have a break even that's like you know fifteen, and you know, and then he, Appy's almost back, and you made sixty k, and you spent two trades, and you got two shit scores you didn't want in your seventeen. Like yeah, it's just yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I, I, even- I see. Yeah, yeah. Even two scores of thirty is about hundred k in two weeks. Yeah, I mean Turpin made me one hundred eleven k in two weeks, so it's possible for Simpkin to do the same, isn't it? Well, the bar is so incredibly low with this break. Even like I, I don't have a problem with anyone buying Simpkin now. Yeah, and I don't. I like. I don't want you to hear that I have a problem with it. 
I just liked it more two weeks ago. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Rob, this might be the easiest question. Uh, Melson here, he's looking at uh, bringing in Nicholas Hines and David Vito for two peaked cows. He's got, he says origins are concerned, but he has all the non-origin guns. I don't think there's any discussion there, is there? Yeah, no, sounds good. Wheels up. Perfect. That's a lot um, of cash, though. How's that's? <laughs> yeah, he's been keeping it up the sleeve, obviously. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got a question here from Ryan, so I guess I've got to answer this one since Mark you answers do. all the Mark questions. Uh, so he's looking at trading out Oluwapu, Lemuelu, and Granville, which I think are all cells, and he's looking at bringing in Simpkin, Izarko, and Hamaso. Um, I, I don't... I don't know about that. Uh, I guess if you're head-to-head, it's fine. But I think for overall, I'd maybe lean towards using that Hamaso cash somewhere else, maybe getting in a Seb Chris and banking some cash. To me, based on those trades. but Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're all round 19 players, though, like Simkin, Masako, Hammer. Uh, Oh, I guess Hammer's not if he's in origin. But, yeah, yeah, I I don't have a problem with any of those. I don't think it should solve your center and wink fullback issues for the rest of the season, I suppose. And Izarko, he's not one for me, but he's been going awesome, so I can't talk anyone out of him, I suppose. Um, all right, let's bring it home here. We've got four to go. Mark, stand the can man. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> in order to have a full 17, he's playing Lemuelu at edge and Billy Smith at center. Is nice. that better than nothing, or do I upgrade for a better edge or a better center with 155K in the bank? Um, like, and that's where, like, I could see either one of those players just getting traded to Piakura, maybe. I don't know if I'd upgrade it. If you don't want to spend the trade, then I'd just probably just leave it as is, I think. No, that makes sense. Um, okay. Rob, Jeffrey here. Uh, he's got three trades left, and he doesn't have to make any moves this week, but he's wondering, is it worth... I'm thinking this might have come in pre-team list. Uh, he's, he's wondering, is it worth cashing down Nikarima or Oluapu to Jake Simpkin to bank cash for post-origin moves? He says, thanks again. Listening to you guys to see me climb 10K plus ranks from last year. Wow, huge. Oh, well done, man. Um, why was it pre-teamless? Well, I, I guess maybe because he, he thought Nikarima was going to be starting, I suppose. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, do it. Uh, if you had to trade one of those, Nikarima or Oluwapu, is it Nikarima? Uh, um, yes, because Oluwapu is not losing you any cash this week. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot cheaper, I suppose. Um, okay, now here's an interesting question for you, Mark. Uh, Cam here, he I'll, says... I'll be the judge of whether or not it's interesting. Thank you. All right, well, I'm okay. <laughs> here's, a, here's a crap question for you, Mark. Um, Cam wants to know, at what trades left slash team value... Do you stop caring about cash cows, i.e. Piacora? Is there a line slash criteria in your boy's opinion? Um, yeah, oh, that is an interesting question. Thank you very much for asking. Um, but thank you for letting me decide whether or not it was interesting. Um, the, short answer, <laughs> the short answer is um, there's a very important distinction between a cash cow and a cash out. And I think that's really critical. So a cash cow, you're spending two trades on. A cash out, you're spending one trade on. So Jake Simkin is a cash cow. Piakura is a cash out. I'm fully expecting, if you buy him, that he's in your team for the rest of the year because he'll either be a green dot 80-minute edge back rower or be a red dot that you can use for a loop. 
So that's that's him. So Simkin, that's particularly sort of at this point why I'm not really that, you know, I'm not that excited about him is because, you know, we're, we're, you know, like for anyone that's not Rob, you know, most of us are sitting here with four, three, two, one trades remaining. How many have you got, Ryan? Eight? Uh, before doing anything this week, I have seven. Mm. How many's Lucy got? Eight. Eight, yeah. I knew one of you had eight. Yeah. So um, where Simpkin, you're getting him in to then move him on later, which makes him a cash cow. Um, And, you know, a short-term one at that with, you know, potential for, you know, margin for error there. Um, But also, like, what? Yeah, as I say, it does depend. Like, my team value, I'm like 200th overall or something, and my team value is like 14 million. So... Like the t- the leader, the guy who's coming first is almost fifteen million though. So, you know, for somebody that's chasing and trying to make up a million bucks, like you might take a rat uh, risk on something like that. But like, you know, if I only had like five or less trades left, I don't know if we'd be mucking around with a cash cow. Given you know, you probably need to save one. A minimum one trade every two weeks, but ideally one trade a, re- a week rest of the season for injuries and or like upgrades that you need to make type things. So like Lemuelu, for example, like and James Fisher Harris, like I'm looking at my team going, I've probably got two guys I might need to sell. Torhu Harris, maybe he's a third, depending on how he sort of shakes out. You know, if Teddy starts gunning and I'm going to want to get him back, I'm going to want to get Cleary back at some point. I already know where five of my last 11 trades are going and I haven't even dealt with injuries yet, you know. Um, so we really got to, you know, be careful with that sort of stuff. With Rob, like if I'm in Rob's position, I'm absolutely taking a stab at cash cows. You know, if I'm in my position where I've got three trades left before I do anything this week, but I'm not doing anything this week probably, um, then, you know, it's your time for cash cows is over. You're doing cashing out, and Piakura is a good example because he's obviously somebody who can be a scoring 17 guy, and you're looking for, for guns. Yep. No, I agree. And, um, I, and I think another example of that is what we've been talking about with, like, Seb Chris. Um, like, he's not a cash cow. I don't really expect him to make much money, but if I can get, you know, stick him in as my 20th man and have him cover centre for the rest of the year, um, and hopefully get a thirty out of him if I need him. Then, yeah, like you know, that, that, that's the type of guy you're looking for. Um, but yeah, I echo Mark's thoughts there. All right, last question as usual, homebrew Dan. Um, so he's he's only got two this week. Uh, firstly, <laughs> I was going to say I know what one of them is, and I know what the answer is. Uh, okay, well, let's start with his other one. Uh, top three wing fullbacks. He wants to know the top three wing fullbacks. This week is what he's asking. Well, I guess maybe for the season. Who, who, who do you think are going to finish as the top three wing fullbacks come season's end? Um, I definitely want Latrell. Is it um, overall points or average? Let's just say average. Yeah, Latrell. You want Scott Drinkwater, I think. Scott Drinkwater is just absolutely braining it at the moment. Um, and Dallin Wittenis Lesniak, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's probably it's probably you know uh, Ponger or um, Ruben Garrick or there's like you know there's a, a tier of dudes. I don't know if there are any of them specifically better than the other. 
I think and... it could be like Maju Izako though. Like one of them could sneak into top three. Mm. Yeah. But all right, would... and yeah, drink water and Latrell's just the high upside, high floor, high ceiling, excitement machine players you want on your team. I think. Mm. Yep. And the final question, the typical final question of the week, he wants to know the biggest pest from the weekend. Mark, who was your biggest Walsh. pest from the weekend? <laughs> That's the the Queensland deliberation of blokes. Did you notice that the one like this the the the, the, the smart guy on the, the team that actually isn't involved is Daily Cherry Evans because he was like, "Nah, boys, I'll I'll stay out of this one." <laughs> no, nah, it's it's every member of the Queensland State of Origin team trying to get Grease Walsh off by lying to the judiciary. <laughs> Committing That's perjury. the biggest pest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, allegedly. Yeah, Rob, who's yeah. Rob? Who's your biggest pest of the weekend, mate? Oh, can it just be Reese Walsh? Like he's the he's the worst. Um, yeah. Honorable mention to up. honorable mention to Wayne Bennett. Oh no, it's Seif. <laughs> it's Seif. Say, Seif. Seif falls. The best. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll go. Uh, the biggest pest, uh, Alfie Langer. Bloody at the at the pub at oh, five in the morning. Okay. Six oh, more songs. Six more songs. <laughs> that was incredible. And you just know it was Cotton Eye Joe on repeat. It was um, <laughs> wagon wheel. For Country sure. roads. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And that's it. it. Oh boys, thank God for that. That's a long podcast, guys. All right. Uh, just, you know, stay vigilant out in the streets with regards to your centers, guys. I think that's the, the Mark's hot tip of the week, which we didn't get for uh, from Perry this week. Disappointing. Come on, Perry. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's it. Any closing thoughts here, boys? We still don't have a Wal- no. Reese Walsh judiciary yeah. result. So The only thing longer than this podcast is this uh, judiciary hearing. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to miss two words. one week and conveniently play Origin 3. Oh, mate, that would be just the worst result for everybody. Truly horrible, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to social media this this evening, although I'm probably going to be asleep in about 19 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts? No, just uh, interesting to see that Tony Pulitua is one of the panel members, old Panthers yep. legend. Uh, and a, and a former, former referee, Steve Harrigan, wasn't it? Steve Harrigan? Uh, Sean Hampstead is one. Sean Hampstead, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. All right, cool. Um, Don't forget, guys, uh, over the weekend, make sure you jump in the uh, game thread on the Facebook group. We chat about what's happening in the game there or jump in the group chat or whatever, get involved, Uh, post your thoughts, questions, just um, obviously if it's trade or game related, post it in the game or trade-related thread rather than just posting it to the wall. Uh, I feel bad deleting your posts on the main page, but I, I do it. So don't uh, don't post it to the main page. That's it. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you stuck with us through the two and a bit hours, um, you know, up the uh, the Cowboys because, you know, Queensland, you know, I'm done with them now until next year. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>